It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Here's Jeff Parles. Welcome in. It is Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. I apologize for being so low today. Christmas tree might actually end up being taller than me by the end of the show. Might. <laughs> Might. Only if Jimmy puts it on the desk, right? Yeah, Jimmy's uh, coming up. So. You're still oh, he is coming. No. Oh, okay. You're, uh, he's, uh, he's outside watering the palm trees. <laughs> Vinny Malio on the far side of the desk. Chris Andrews, sportsbook director here at the South Point near side middle desk. I'm Jeff Parles. Shout out to the crew as always at the top today uh, because this is the final football Friday of 2023. Yeah. Uh, amazingly enough, shout out to Sean, Jerry, Ryan. And uh, who's uh, who uh, did the uh, early shift today? As always, great job by our crew. We would not exist without no, we wouldn't. the super quartet we have in the back. And I, I guess we can make it five with Matt Neverett, who uh, yeah. not here. It was Occasionally. off today yeah. as well. All right, gentlemen, let's uh, let's start let's start with some college football. Let's start with the day that's been so far. Uh, I would imagine that Clemson by three was not a particularly great result. Or yeah. did you guys, you guys never got the three. You bottomed the yeah, three and a half. Jeff, we were all over every one of these games. Like <laughs> This is not classic book. If I was teaching a bookmaking course, I would say don't pay any attention to what we've done with okay. these bowl games. <laughs> Good enough. So, no, it was okay. It would have been better if uh, Kentucky would have held them out. Right. But we had we had pretty good business both ways. We were a winner no matter what. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, there's a couple of those games like this. Or as long as we stay away from the number, and this one did happen to stay away from the number by a little bit. As long as we stay away from the number, we're in good shape, and that was one of them. We were a winner no matter what. I think it's a, a lesson. If it was a, a, a bookmaking lesson, it's these games are, I'm not going to call them spring games, uh, but you know what? The, the, they're, in essence, exhibition games, right, Chris? Exhibition I mean, games. So you're, the movement is a lot quicker. And uh, it's just a, a matter of uh, just trying to keep up with, with who's playing and who's not, which is more challenging today yeah. with uh, the transfer portal in particular. So, yeah, but they're up there. Notre Dame's up 33 nothing on Oregon State. Mm -hmm. uh, Notre Dame's going to cover every single number that was out there, even though uh, that, again, the, the, this bowl season, I think you, man, you, you mentioned, and you're, you're 100% right, that it, everyone's just guessing. For the most part, on these, yeah. and and this open mm. ten and a half with Notre Dame got bet all the way down to five, close five and a half, and this and Oregon State hasn't has a, hasn't had a pulse all day today. You know, I just we were talking about it back. There's the Gator Bowl. Remember the Gator Bowl, as far as like the let's call them minor bowls, was one of the best yeah. of the minor bowls. I mean, I remember Penn State playing it a bunch yeah. of times, and even you know on paper these are two pretty good teams, but you never know who's playing and. You know, it just doesn't seem to mean as much. But I see some of the games at the end of the game when they do win, the kids are very happy. You know, so I give them that. You know, the kids that do want to, the, the kids that do play want to play, and they're going all out. So I give them that much credit. The problem is that the kids that don't want to play and don't show up, and uh, you know, and that's a challenge for us. We'd rather have, you know, Vinny, two full squads. You make your number, uh, I make my number. The public makes their number. We get a lot of bets both ways, and. Uh, and, you know, well, let's just see how it turns out. But that's not the way these games are. Well said, Chris. And the thing about it is, remember, we, we actually waited a little bit because <laughs> of the transfer portal. And yeah. when we did put up the Notre Dame game, it's a great example. We didn't – it wasn't announced that the starting quarterback and starting running backs were, were going to decide not to play and opt out for the game. You know, kind of – maybe you had some rumblings. Of the, but, again, then to protect – what do you do? You just have lower limits. You're certainly yeah. not going to have the same limits 
on these games as the games we're going to get to uh, and and talk about uh, in ter- uh, for the uh, the semifinals, the national semifinals. That's a whole different set of circumstances. Well, we'll get to those semifinals yes. and and the New Year's Six Bowls where we're getting. A line move on this game tonight, which we'll get to in a second on the Cotton Bowl. Just a quick update mm-hmm. uh, on the Liberty Bowl. Memphis got out 19-0. It's now 22-13 Memphis over Iowa State. At the half, Iowa State ended up a 10.5-point favorite in this game. So Three-point move. Yeah, three-point. Yeah. And this is a Memphis home game as well, this yeah. game at the uh, at the Liberty Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it's, it was all Iowa State action, and the Tigers with the lead at the break at 22 the 13, what, second half, probably be what? Memphis, Memphis, eight? eight I'm and saying a half. like eight, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. yeah that, that, would, that would make sense. Uh, basically turn it into a, a glorified pick. A glorified pick, right. So let's get to tonight. This, Chris, this has been one of the more fascinating moving games of the whole mm-hmm. season. Because we knew, <laughs> we knew, first off, it's Cotton Bowl. Missouri taking on Ohio State. Biggest game Missouri has played in since 2013. Uh, Ohio State, of course, a, uh, a a normal party in games like this. Actually, a lower game than what right. this program wants to be in, even though it's a, a New Year's Six Bowl and one of the best bowls out there. So, Kyle McCord transfers out, goes to Syracuse. Devin Brown, who was in a quarterback uh, competition with McCord all spring, all summer, is starting tonight for Ohio State, a quarterback. But this line move, Ohio State was as low as a three-point underdog in this game. Mm -hmm. You open at Ohio State, too. Some of the earlier numbers that came out earlier had Ohio State around six. It's now basically all the way back there now. With Ohio State at five and a half. We don't know if Marvin Harrison Jr. is playing, but the market is sure telling you he's playing tonight, Chris. That would be the indicator. But even like when we did parlay cards, we do parlay cards. I do my first run on tuesday okay we send in the teaser cards because teaser cards listen don't public service announcement don't bet college teasers you know (laughs) please you know we were trying to educate the public a little bit don't don't bet college teasers so if you're off a little bit on the teaser prices in college you know so be it so anyway put in the teaser cards tuesday so now the, it comes out Wednesday, and I make all my adjustments on, like, the ties win-and-a-half-point card because that's where we do all the big business, and that's where you're most certainly a little more vulnerable. So that morning, Wednesday morning, I had the game essentially a pick em. Pick them on the ties win, minus a half. Missouri, no, Ohio State the favorite. I'm sorry, Ohio State mm-hmm. the favorite. Yeah. And you have to be like, you know, I try to get them into the printer by 10 o'clock, you know, by, like, you know, eight fifteen. Okay, you make Ohio State one and a half and one. Make Ohio State two and a half. Two. I forget. What, I don't know if I put them on three on the card or not. But anyway, it wasn't more than three. I can tell you that. So there are, are some bargains out there. Now, that being said, just look at the Memphis game. Just because you have the best of the oh, number of does not mean you're going to win a bet. I can tell you that because these bowl games are absolutely nuts. And even before all this, and I'm going back like 20, 30 years, I, well, I would say this. 30 years ago, I used to chart the bowl games, and all it did was confuse me for next year. So I quit charting the bowl games in my power ratings and in my evaluation, my year-end evaluations, because some coaches don't care, and other coaches care tremendously. And you just and sometimes you don't know, and that's why it's great for in-game betting. Sometimes oh, yeah. you really don't know until they kick off. So uh, I, I quit using them. And now, for sure, I'm going to quit using them. 
to do my year-end evaluations because I have no idea what the hell's going on in these bowl games, and neither does anybody else. But for an in-game better like you, Jeff, it's probably really no, good. I, I, Chris, I have made two pre-flop bets this whole bowl, bowl or excuse me, three pre-flop bets. Somehow three and zero oh on those. Thank okay. we got the right number in the in the game in Arizona, which that, that line last was, night. No, well, I had Arizona in game last night. Oh, okay. So we got there on that. I okay. I took seven and a half with the Wildcats at one point. Jeez. Got there. Yeah. I don't know if I should have gotten there, even though they won the game by two touchdowns. Yeah. Don't give the money back. That um, was weird. Yeah. yeah. Very weird game. I was talking about the one in Phoenix with UNLV in Kansas. Oh, ah, okay. E easily the most perplexing day of line move of the entire oh, yeah. bowl season. Yeah. Where it moved with five and a half points on the fact that Jason Bean might have been sick, and then Kansas covers basically every single number that was out yeah, there. Yeah, and then very of, peculiar to put it put it lightly. On and that. of course, the the refereeing in that game. Uh, really, yeah, you, you said it. I did. You know, I mean, <laughs> I'm not a conspiracy guy. I, I, I I'm not a conspiracy guy. But that was a little odd. Yeah, that that, that was, was a little uh, odd. There was yes. We'll leave it at that. Okay. We'll leave it at that. No, you had a good you had an interesting tweet that night. What, that Kansas committed twenty five percent of their penalties for the season in that in game? In one game? Yeah. Seems a bit <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> seems a bit crazy, right? It seems a bit yeah. off the charts. Yeah. Interesting. By the way, you know, of course brings up a, a good point in, in about the difference now about throwing out these bowl games in terms of looking ahead to because, you know, what are we going to do? We're going to start looking at, obviously, the transfer portal, you know, transfers and signings, recruiting and everything like that to make those early numbers, right, for the first week of the season and, of course, the uh, You're already the games of the years, right? Yeah, well, you. But, but here's the thing. You can't use – first of all, there's no tackling. I mean, look at these totals too. I don't, I don't, I don't know if some of these totals can be high enough when you, when you look at uh, it. Some of these games. You know, I mean, but it's it, – and look, the defense – is not as interested in these bowl games as as the offenses. I mean, let's let's face it. And th that game today with Kentucky and Clemson was a clear example of that. Special teams, no, not almost non-existent. Well, there, again, it, there was. Well, then you have on the flip side, you have yesterday where Southern Methodist could not get stopped all year long, and then with the third string quarterback, they put up fourteen on a Boston College. Uh, like like I, I, again, it it's so. It's opting so out, random. yeah, to kill that it's team. so random. Yeah. Well, I, it didn't kill me because one of the strategies. Yeah, so back to your strategy. One strategy how did you do? I have employed here in this. Yeah. Other than those pre-flop bets. Yeah, how did you do on your in-game? My in-game bets have been awesome, too. Okay, great. Because basically all I've been doing, and it worked again in this game today, where I just took Clemson on the money line when they fell behind. And on the now, money line, yeah, yeah. and well, you're a little lucky to win well, that well, one, but look, okay, look, look it was that's either, okay. It was either a dollar fifteen on the money line or taking two and a half. Right. So it was like, all right, we'll just well, take. If you had to like them, if you yeah, like two we'll, and a half, you yeah, had to take exactly. Plus two. We'll, we'll take, yeah. we'll take the, we'll take the money line, and whatever happens, happens. Now, granted, should I have won? I'm not so certain I should have won. Well, yeah, you, but, you can make a case either way. Yeah, I mean, look, it was a coin flip game, and yeah. if it's coin flip game, and I'm getting a plus price, I'm going to take that every single time. Absolutely. Like yesterday, I took Boston College at the beginning of the fourth quarter, down a score at over three dollars, and they win the game by two scores. So there nice. are some opportunities yeah. out nice. there, even late yeah. in games, where you can go out and 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 pick off some numbers that are, again, this is the one benefit, Chris. This is one thing your shop does well. It's humans in the back making the numbers. Yeah, yes. There are so many computer-based numbers that 
you can pick off some numbers where the computer is it just going strictly off of what it was pre-flop without taking anything that's happening in the game into account. We looked at those, you know, uh, we've been offered to use their services and we just denied it. I, I got to give Michael Gaunt credit again. He says, you know what, guys, I don't like farming out any of my stuff. The, the things that are outside my control. At least I could fire one of these guys. <laughs> you know, I can't. What am I'm stuck with those guys? You know, great. Line. By the way, Michael doesn't. I can't. If anybody gets fired in this joint, you got you yeah, fired yourself. Really, I yeah. can tell you that you got to be a felon, commit a felony. But I, I've got to tell you, the thing about the algorithms is they're just they're constant and they're churning and everything. Right? Yeah. They're not not always accurate, and they're not watching. I, I always say this too. All right, here's another shirt, guys, for the, oh, for the tail. You got it, Brian? Algorithms, they don't breathe and they don't have eyes. They can't. They don't watch what's happening. To your point, Jeff, it's they're they're not paying attention to to the what the little idiosyncrasies and the intangibles that are occurring during these games, and it's just spitting out numbers. And by the way, too, a lot of times there are delays on what's happening with the broadcast too, and the algorithm is behind. Well, sometimes or the vice versa, or, 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 or it's, a, it's ahead and, and it's, it's ahead. And, and it's ahead and it's wrong. So again, I'm not criticizing anybody that does it because what that does is give people volume, right? They can have, you know, almost every game on the planet. I know places, Chrissy, we see it. They have mm -hmm. every game, every sport in game for it, and and constantly, right? Whether it's a break or not, um, very little control. Uh, at the end of the day. Now, for you as a better, absolutely. Hey, follow it. And again, if you're watching the games, um, and if you're going to bet in game, watch the games. As torturous as that may seem, uh, that may be sometimes. Yeah. Let me let yeah, me throw in a little something here. Yeah. In my upcoming book, it's not it's uh, with the publisher right now. Hopefully, it's going to be out soon. I have a story because when Calneva was uh, Calneva and Leroy's and Lucky's was bought by William Hill, Calneva rehired me to help them through the transition. One of the things I was working with the William Hill people on was they wanted to have an algorithm for uh, for in-game for football, and their big problem was quarterback injuries. Mm. And I, I, I have a great example in the book. I'm going to, guys, buy the book when it comes out, but I'll give you a, a, a rundown there of how it's impossible to come up with a number, and that's what they wanted, a number. What is a backup quarterback worth? A universal number. Yeah, want, right? a universal yeah. number. Yeah, and I, I I gave them three examples, and I'll give you those in, in the book when you read them. But those are the kind of things. In the algorithm, the way they set it up, they don't see that, Vinny. Like you said, they don't have eyes. They don't have ears. They don't, they're not, there's no judgment. It's a, it's a, it's very formulaic. And sometimes a formula is just off. That's all there is well, to and, it. And again, like throughout the, and I'm not saying every bet's going to be one because we know that won't be the case. No. But picking off numbers at, at, and again, one other one was that Holiday Bowl earlier in the week. 7 7 game, USC was plus 200 money line in a 7 7 game. Really? On the, on the one book I picked it off. Wow. And that it was not even a sweat. Yeah. At, yeah. at a 2 to 1 line. <laughs> they were absolutely the right side. Nah, yeah. They was, were the right side yeah. from the get go. I was yeah. start, that's why I was like, well, that's during these bowl games, especially starting this week is like all right let's just see if these numbers are off and mm -hmm. that one was kind yeah. of started the run yeah. of numbers that i thought were yeah. off uh in these in-game numbers mm -hmm. and again look it, could it could could you have usc gone out and ended up losing the game of course it's, it's college football it's a football game right but if there's numbers that just are out there especially in these algorithm 
live in-game numbers. You can take shots, and you know what? Some of these are just priced wrong. Like a few of these yeah. I thought were priced wrong. I think Chrissy's point is extremely important about a universal number for a backup. Yeah. But you know what? There's going to be there's some examples here. Uh, look at the Giants this week. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Tyrod Taylor is probably an upgrade. He's the, the market third, says it is. I mean, think he, about he, it, right? A, he, so he's definitely an upgrade. Yeah. But I'm just saying though. How, so you're saying that okay? He wasn't. He was the backup the last few weeks. So now is he? Is he? Are you supposed to say that there's a universal a three point difference from Tommy DeVito to him? It's the other way. You see, I mean, and, and again, you're going to see that throughout this when we get to the NFL this afternoon about, and not all backups are created equal because the other element it involves uh, what else is happening with the team? What are the other injuries? Who's the opponent? It's, it's again, and again, we had to learn this, you know, 40 years ago, boom, home field, automatically yeah, three, three. Yeah. Are you across the board, backup quarterback. Uh, for the so Vinny, what do you do with a fourth string quarterback like Flacco? Well, he's got you, ra you raise him up 20, 20, 20 points. The guy's <laughs> up 10. The guy's been, he's played what, five games? He yeah. might be the comeback player of the year in, in, in five games. I mean, think about that. You upgrade it, of course. I mean, it's 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 insane. Well, again, it, what's well, going on? This NFL season, we'll get to it yeah. when we get to the NFL yeah. games. This NFL season's made no sense. There's, there's, there's been very little other than. Well, even that that's getting uh, put up for debate on Monday with the Niners getting smoked by Baltimore. Like going into the going into that past week, it's like, all right, we know the Niners are the best team and and we know Carolina's the worst team. Now all we know is Carolina's the worst team, and then after that, who knows? Yeah, there's a lot of money showing on Carolina this week. Carolina. Well, Trevor Lawrence isn't playing today or th on Sunday. Right. So I'm not surprised that the money is showing yeah. on Carolina. So, so yeah. uh, we'll get to that as we go through. But back to, to, to finish off the thing on this Missouri-Ohio State game. Okay? Right. If we get back to six, Chris, which, which, which I think we may, I'm probably yeah. going to take a small I piece. I see a six I even money there, in the market. There's some sixes out yeah. there. Yeah? I, I think I would take, yeah. take the piece of Missouri at six. Mm -hmm. But, again, it's a bowl game. I do feel the motivation questions are more on the Ohio State side than the Missouri side. Unquestionably, I, we, we know for a fact that Missouri wants to be there, that this is a measuring stick game for them mm -hmm. for next year, where they're going to essentially have the whole team back except for Schrader. The whole team's back. If you're ever going to make a run to make a college football playoff, if you're Missouri, next year's the year to do it, mm -hmm. especially with an SEC schedule where, yeah, they have to play Alabama, they have to play Oklahoma. But all things considered, they got pretty lucky with the SEC schedule, man. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I'll, I'll go through it again. All I, all I know is I looked at Oklahoma's last year. Yeah. Oklahoma's win total for the season should be six and a half. That's this coming year? For next this year? For next year. Really? That's just how hard their schedule really? is. More so. Okay. Well, and again, moving to the yeah. SEC. And moving yeah. to a tougher conference. Yeah. They don't, there's no Vanderbilt on the Oklahoma schedule. Let's just go with that. Um, but the, the motivation's there for Mizzou. If Ohio State shows up and is motivated, they'll win the game. Mm -hmm. They're more talented. They're arguably the best team in the country, even though they ended up they're ranked number seven going into this. You can game. make that point. Yeah, yeah. But the Harrison the Harrison it, it, issue yeah. is is important. Yeah, of course. Right? I, and look, obviously. the market is telling yeah. us, Vinny. I think yeah. it really is telling us that Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to play. In this. Looks like he's going to yeah. play because so, he might be the best player in the country. I think he is the best. But player I in also the think that the incentive is there for Ohio State to build. I think that. Day is using this, and, and he needs to for, mm. for his sake, uh, unfortunately. I mean, the guy's done a great job, but, uh, you know, in the eyes of that fan base and that university, it's not good enough mm -hmm. um, that 
you know, we've got to we've got to start this championship run, and this championship quest, in, uh, for twenty four, right now. And I think that's the, the message. So I, I see, of this may be the most incentive laden bowl game for both teams, uh, outside of the the two uh, semifinals. I, if if Ohio State's motivation yeah. is there, and it's what you're saying, Vinny, it's not even a debate, right? I, I mean, because so because it's a New Year's Six Bowl. <clears throat> yeah, it's again a place Missouri has not been in yeah. this format. They have not been in a New Year's Six Bowl. Since they've gone to this format, the last time when they had Chase Daniel, their quarterback. So they've been in two Cotton Bowls. This is the third Cotton Bowl they've been in the last fifteen years. Yeah, one of them was Chase Daniel. They annihilated Arkansas. Yeah, the other one was when I was in college. Still, they beat Oklahoma State. Okay, Uh, that was the team. That that, year, Kansas had a real good year too. Kansas made the Orange Bowl. Yeah, that's a big point of contention with the people in in Columbia about. Oh, Missouri and Kansas has a little bit. What makes you say that? Really? (laughs) Too soon. So, all right, uh, going to tomorrow. Chris, this, again, if you t- if, if these were games that were in the middle of the season, we'd be talking about just a neutral site in Atlanta with a, with Penn State and Ole Miss. What a game that is! That's a hell of a game. It's a great game. Again, it's a question on the on the Ole Miss size. They'll have some absences. Uh, Andy Kolnicki's already there in uh, in State College. He's going to oversee the offense mm-hmm. in this game. Uh, the new offensive coordinator for Penn State, Chris. Uh, this the market's very all over. It's all over the place here. Because you have a four and a half in the market still. There's some five and a half in the market. You heard what the market standard usually it mostly yeah. is at the moment with Penn State laying five in this one in a total of 50. Yeah, I mean, my, listen, first of all, I tossed out all my numbers. I don't know what the hell these numbers mean anymore when I go by power <laughs> ratings. But I thought this number about four was pretty good, you know. Uh, but the money is shown on Penn State. You know, I mean, yeah, I'll be rooting for Penn State once they kick off. But I'm not, you know, I try to look at all these games objectively. I think Mississippi's a really good team. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, you know, they beat Penn State or at least take them to the wire. And, you know, nice total on this game, 50. So it should be a pretty good, pretty, you know, not a crazy scoring game. But, you know, both teams are going to put up a few points. So I'm looking forward to this one. I think this one really could be probably the best game of that particular day. Points, uh, I I think this is going to be an an up-tempo game. I mean, we know that Mississippi likes to get up and down the field as it is, right, no matter who's in, in the game. Kiffin is... Uh, you know, he, he loves that. And the total is, is showing that, too, as it, as it creeps up now at, uh, to 50. So uh came down originally a little bit, now now back up. No real surprise there. Um, you know, incentive, I think, for both of these programs, too. Uh, Kiffin's having a pretty good, uh, not only transfer, but a, a, a pretty good recruiting uh, class. Uh, You're going to be a so good far, team again you next know? year. So they're going to they're gonna have something to say. And I think the you know, teams are you know these these games here. What do we have? What are we what are we going into uh, in into the break with? And what are we looking at in in terms of uh, in the spring game? And again, everybody's got that uh, that twelve game playoff dancing in their head, right? So uh, it's I think this will this will be a fun game. Oh, oh, one of the better ones. Ole Miss uh, again. This is one of those going into next year, just eyeballing their schedule, mm-hmm. kind of in the same boat as Mizzou, Mizzou yeah. where. Hey, it's not going to be particularly easy to make a college football playoff at either of those programs. But when you have your high-end teams, like both of them then this year, where if there was a 12-team college football playoff, both Mizzou and Ole Miss would have been there this year. Yeah, Penn State, too. Penn State would have been there as well. Yeah, and that would have been been something else for Penn State, where everyone's just screaming that 10-2 and was not good enough, and they would have been in the college football playoff. Oh, I know, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, (laughs) 
Listen, I mean, every, I, I would say Penn State fans are spoiled, but every every team in the country right now, you know, I, I, except whoever comes out of Michigan, Texas, Washington, or Alabama but, yeah. is going to be, you know, very disappointed in their year. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 really kind of ridiculous. Um, listen, ever since I started following college football, I'm 67 years old, I always thought there needed to be a playoff. You know, we needed the crown champion. Now that I look back, there there's a lot of negatives to it too. I always liked when guys, you know, your your goal was to win your conference, get to your bowl game, you know, and that's all you had, you know, back in 1967. You had USC and Alabama play in the first week of the season because no matter who won, no matter who lost, you could still win your conference, and that was the goal of every team. Mm -hmm. yeah. And now we don't see those anymore. And uh, I, I personally, I think that's something that's been lost. I don't know how to regain it. Maybe having the 12-team playoff will help regain that. I think it might, think but we'll have will. to see. I think it will because it'll be more teams. If you go 10 and 2, like if you're a power, if you're, well, now I have to say power. Power four. four. Three, I would even say power three after what happened to the ACC this year. Mm, yeah. um, but awesome. if, you're, if you're Ole Miss and you're 10 and 2 and you make the college football playoff, that's an amazing accomplishment. Yeah. I think they're them. right in the hunt for next year. I, you know. th there are... There are a whole bunch of SEC teams next year that you may not think of being a potential power that I think are all going to be in the mix. Oh, Mizzou, mm -hmm. Ole Miss. Um, I again, it's, I'm not going to throw LSU in that category, but LSU will be better again. Uh, you would think uh, Georgia, Alabama, obviously, will be there, and I actually expect Auburn to be much better next year. Could be. Uh, so yeah. we'll see. Well, that debate is going to start. I mean, yeah. especially with the SEC and the Big Ten or the Big Twenty, whatever they are. Hmm. Uh, but Big Ten times two. I mean, the thing about it is, is that's it another now? reason why those one? conferences upgraded their it well, increased uh, their membership and upgraded their membership too. And they're going to have they're going to have. Let's face it, they're in the driver's seat for the twelve team. Well, oh, well, I mean, I mean, if if there was a twelve, it's a business. It was a business move, and 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 you have to respect the business move that they made. Vinny, if there's a twelve team you know? playoff this year, it would have been the uh, the Liberty Flames as a twelve. It would have been Florida State in. It would have been yes. Texas in. Penn State, and then probably Penn every State. other team that would have been actually Texas going to the SEC next year. Yeah. So it, my yeah. point's even irrelevant. Right. But every other team other than Florida State and Liberty would have either be in the Big Ten or the SEC yeah. next year. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. A premium on being in one of those two conferences. No doubt. Uh, I, Chris, anything on Auburn and Maryland tomorrow in the Music City Bowl? Uh, uh, it's six on Auburn right yeah, now. Yeah. I mean, I got some play. I got plus seven, minus six. We're, we're at six now. Yeah. Cause they even took a little six and a half today. But, uh, yeah, not a, not a, not a big deal, really, on that. No, no tally at Tangiavaloa for Maryland. Right, yeah. And again, when we opened it, he, it was pre his announcement, mm -hmm. and that's why the game opened two and a half. So. How about another one that moved ridiculously? The two teams that I think are most spurned mm. of not being in the college football mm, playoff, Georgia yeah. and Florida State in the Orange Bowl. Usually a trip to Miami in December is pretty good. Neither of these teams want to be there, let's be honest with ourselves. No. Uh, but the market, because of all these opt-outs on the Florida State side, and I think properly so, have pushed this game from Georgia 14 to Georgia 20, Chris. And it's money all the way up. Yeah. Money all the way up the line. And it is one of those deals, Jeff. And I would tell you right now, on paper, as we look at this right now, if you got 
Georgia minus 14, you got a hell of a bet. But you know what? Don't take it to the bank yet because I'm not sure about Georgia's motivation in this mm -hmm. game. Like you said, I'm not sure they want to be here. And uh, at least the Florida State kids that are going to play, I think, really do want to play and want to prove something. Yeah. And, uh, you know, listen, you know, like I said, on paper, Georgia should annihilate this team. But once they get on the field, I mean, you know, it's man against man, you know, 60 some plays on offense and defense. We'll see what happens with these kids. I mean, I think these guys are out there to try to play. So I don't know. I mean, listen, doesn't matter what I want. I'm going to need Florida State in this game. I can tell you that. So we'll just see what happens. And, you know, I've won games like this before. 20-point favorite, and the total's coming down to 44. Yeah. I, I think that's right. I think that comes back up, though. Yeah, tell, yeah. Well, unless that's if we get a TCU-Georgia scenario like last year, uh, which uh, Georgia's still scoring on TCU's yes. defense a year later. Uh, and, it's, and this is such a matchup. Like, this was – if Georgia wins against Alabama – it, it, there's a possibility that it's Georgia and Florida State in the college football semifinal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a legit possibility that the <clears throat> committee would have, in that scenario, kept Florida State in and left Texas out. I, we'll never know. Never we'll know. never know. We'll but, never know. Uh, again, it's, uh, it's a, a game that looks so good if, in theory that is a 20-point line for uh, a whole collection of reasons, and I think that's <coughs> right. Uh, the uh, Arizona Bowl. Uh, Toledo and Wyoming. Why is this game on on the thirtieth? How did this game get such a premium date? Uh, Craig Bowles swan song. He's retiring, Chris. Oh yeah, I yeah. Know. Final game for him. Yeah. Cowboys three and a half point favorites against Toledo. You know he came from uh, North Dakota State. I always thought he would do it a little better. You know, maybe use Wyoming as a stepping stool and go to a bigger school after that. But he's done well at Wyoming. There's no question about that. But I thought maybe he would jump up uh, into. Maybe, uh, you know, well, we saw what happened with Kansas went and hired uh, the leg pulled out of Buffalo. Mm -hmm. You know, similar, you know, somewhat similar situation. Um, you know, I thought I thought he might use that as a stepping stone. But he's done a good job at Wyoming. Have you ever been to Wyoming on that campus? I've never been to Laramie, no. I could see where it would be tough to recruit okay. at, that, <laughs> at, at Laramie. That would not be on a lot of kids' lists to go to. I think that the whole – that plays into the – Incentive for Wyoming when it send send coach out, right? I mean, look at it. Two, they were two point dogs to to start this, and now uh, up to three and a half point favorites. So, um, I think that's the I think that's the mindset of the team, and I think that's the uh, uh, the belief of the betters. That's why they've uh, they've supported them so much. Let's go to uh, New Year's Day real quick. LSU's ten against Wisconsin. Uh, <laughs> Ladder game. Yeah, ladder, ladder Up and game. down. La ladder game on that one. Uh, all going to depend on LSU's motivation. Or e even, even, even without key players, Daniels is more likely to not not going to play. Neighbors more likely to not not going to play. I don't think it matters. I just think the constant team's terrible. Yeah, they've been a little disappointing this yeah. year, I would say. Uh, but again, motivation. Motivation, you just have to see. Uh, where's this game at? Uh, uh, right, that's uh, that's the old Outback Bowl. Yeah. That's a real quiet quest bowl now. Okay. The Outback Bowl, again, was another one of those, you know, second-level bowls that was always really, really good. And on paper, I guess this is pretty good. But Wisconsin, yeah, very disappointing year for them. Uh, but, uh, you know, we'll see if uh, Fickle can get them back in the upper levels. And I think he can. Yeah, it's going to be interesting moving forward for them because – 
how much of, and this will go for the game we'll touch on next, this will go for Iowa as well, how much of their success over the last half decade, decade, how much of that is that the Big Ten West was bad? How much of it was that? Now that the divisions are gone, you add in Oregon, Washington, USC, UCLA, who are all better than all those mediocre teams in the Big Ten West. Are those programs, those Wisconsin's, those Iowa's, going to be able to sustain a level of success with that conference becoming a tougher conference for them? Well, that's going to be a challenge. Yeah. But I would tell you this, too. Don't forget that home field advantage that Wisconsin's going to have. That's a great one. It's always been, like, in among my highest echelon of home field advantages. And, uh, listen, if you're USC and you're going up to Wisconsin in November. Oh, I'm sure they'll love that. That's no bargain. (laughs) I can tell you that right now. So, uh you know, let's not forget that that home field advantage is still going to be pretty strong. Well, Fickle, he, everybody thought, and maybe he did too. I think you know he was going to change the uh, the entire uh, or the way they played. Right? It was they were not just going to be a grind out running mm-hmm. team? Yeah, they they went didn't they have went the personnel full. to do it, nope. including the quarterback. And so uh, that's obviously priority one, I think, in terms of recruiting and and uh, transfer and the transfer portal. Um, but you know they're not there yet. Uh, so you, you you wonder that let's face it LSU it doesn't matter who opts in, out whoever's in the game they're gonna they're gonna look, go look to go up and down the field oh, so yeah. um, that that's I think that's you know and again here's a game that opened eleven got as low as what Chris a seven I think at one point seven and a half and and now all the way back up because you know, I can't even keep track I mean I, I I charted this like, look I, I got to chart it on two two sheets <laughs> I mean it's, yeah. It's uh, where am I? Yeah, right. yeah we're right down now. to seven. Yeah, yeah. so and here it is, uh, you know, back up now, and uh, I'm I'm not real surprised, and I think it it, it may continue to go up. I think there'll be uh, more uh, LSU support through tonight and tomorrow. And in the uh, Citrus Bowl in Orlando, so how do we look at this? Do we look at this that a Tennessee game is at 35 because uh, because of Iowa's inept offense or Iowa bringing? Tennessee down because of how great their defense is here. It's six. It opened seven and a half. If you have any idea what's going to happen in this game, good luck. Even though I will say Kirk Ferentz usually has his team ready to go for bowl game. He usually does, and he gets teams to play his game. Yeah. You know, he really does. And, uh, again, I think if you looked at power rates, but Iowa's always been such a hard team to power rate because they win a lot of games, but they win them 14 to 10. You know, how do you, you know, it's tough to get a power rating on a team like that. I, you know, I, I don't really like either side. I could tell you that all the money's on the under, which I can understand. Cause like I said, if Ferentz gets you to play his style of game, so we'll see. I don't know. It's, this, that's going to be another weird one, but like, uh, Steve Spurrier said, you can't spell citrus without UT. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Very good. Very good. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I had no idea. No idea. Uh, this actually probably would be the best in-game possible. Uh, I, Iowa I, games? I, this one I think is far, great right? because the way Tennessee plays, if they are, if, if I was just beating the heck out of them like they do to basically everyone, and Tennessee's like, I, we don't want to be here. This is the perfect opportunity to bet Iowa. And I don't think there's many teams in the country that would be willing to give up a bowl game in a premium spot like that more than Tennessee. So I think that's a great in-game game. Now, the problem is Tennessee scores three touchdowns in the game. I don't know how the hell Iowa can possibly oh, stay in yeah, the game. Forget about it. 
<laughs> so, uh, it's, uh, I, I, I would, I would only lean to Iowa, but wait in game uh, for those. All right, the matchup. We got to throw the record books out here for the Fiesta Bowl. I think this is actually a pretty good game. Uh, the Ducks and the Flames of Liberty on New Year's Day in Glendale, Arizona. Oregon, Bo Nick's going to play. They've been pretty steadfast with that the whole way. So Nick's will be in. And Chris, it's 16 and a half, total 67 and a half. You know what? Even with Nick's in, I think Liberty has a chance to at least stay in this game. That's a whole load of points. They've been one of the best teams against the spread all year. And and, and Jeff, for a couple of years, they've kind of surprised teams. Uh, yeah, I think this is going to be a really good game myself. I, you know, I, I, I kind of like Oregon. It's one of those schools. My daughter was looking to go to, you know, spend some time on campus, kind of like it there. Uh, not a fan of Liberty. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> and, uh, but I think this is going to be a hell of a game. I really do. That's going to be great. I think if you're Liberty, the incentive is let's make a statement and, yeah. uh, especially against a, a team that was in the playoff discussion right oh. up until their. Uh, the the Pac-12 title Forget game. that. They were yeah. power rated number one, number and, two and, by most people, and, including me. Yeah. And if you're Oregon, it's like we can't lose to these guys, right? I mean, so I think that therein, therein lies the uh, uh, the incentive for both of these two teams. And another th- reason also why you've got one of the higher totals uh, of of the weekend, too, of the Bulls, right? 67 and a half and climbing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, uh, came down initially, but I think that was that was short lived. Be interesting to see that that is the classic. You know, the little guy is going to be motivated to be there. Sure. And even though Oregon has their guys playing, I just if, if something goes wrong early, I'm just curious if they're able to keep their heads on this one uh, more so than anything. Uh, I will ask you this before we get to the two playoff games. FCS title game for whatever reason is right smack dab in the middle of Week 18 Sunday, which I don't quite understand. Oh, the uh, Montana, Montana game? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't get that. Uh, Montana, South Dakota State, I, I mean, the market's mostly 12 and a half. I imagine yeah. you'll open open that number right about in, there, in yeah. a few days right about there. Yeah, yeah. All right, to the playoff games. Let's start uh, Let's start with Alabama and Michigan. Rose Bowl, one versus four. It's hard to get a better matchup than these two programs uh, at any time and space, but what a matchup we have here. Chris, you're at the opener still. Didn't move down to one and a half, but yeah. back to two. Michigan laying in total 45. Vinny doesn't like my uh, Mickey Mouse handicap that I had yesterday, which Can't. is not really a handicap. But, Can't. Um, Ask yeah. Chrissy. I'll t- get his opinion. Oh, it means nothing, of course. But Jim Harbaugh, must, much much more pleasant to Mickey Mouse than Nick Saban. That's all I'll say. Uh, at well, well, did, well, Jeff, it's in the number. Listen, <laughs> Nick Saban likes ducks, right? Yeah, right. I mean, he's, he didn't do a commercial yeah, with, right. with Mickey. He did uh, a commercial yeah. with a duck. And then, then Donald Duck needed to show up. That, right. that, there you go. Well. So, uh, Michigan, too. I, Chris, I, I I think that number's totally right where it needs to be. One and a half, two. Sounds right. Uh, I do think Alabama wins a game out right, though. I had an exchange yesterday with uh, our friend who's been on uh, on Frank's show, uh, Dave Damashek, yesterday. Him and his. Uh, by the way, he's got a really good podcast, Minus Three. And they were talking about all three of his guys liked Michigan, and they had a bunch of reasons, and they asked me what I thought. And they had their, you know, some logic that made some sense. But like I said, hey, Dave, here's my evaluation. I think Michigan is slightly better than Alabama. It's reflected in my number. It's one and a half and two. I'm using the game two. I said, but 
all the logic in the world can get thrown out the window on a couple key plays. You get a turnover, a block field goal, uh, you know, just a- anything. Just that that's football can really tilt the scales one way or another. I said, so right now I'm at Michigan too. Whoever they bet me, I'm going to be fine with going in with uh, whoever that is. By the way, our friend Richard Schultz, he said he loved that line when I said, I'll be fine no matter who I need. Because I think it's a great line. I mean, I think it's a great number. Not a line by me, but I think it's a great number. And, uh, you know, Vinny, that's that's our lives. You know, you put out a good number, and whoever we need, we need. That's the way it goes. Here's here's what tells you. Would you be shocked if either side won this game? Oh, no, God, or the no, next game. Geez, no, I, no would, not would, at would all, anybody no. be? Would you? Would you really be blown away and say, "My gosh, I can't! I didn't see that coming." First of all, the numbers are close. Yeah. All right, and these four teams are, are good. Now, one of the games or both games could wind up being a blowout. But I'm just saying, you're. I don't think anybody's going to sur- would be surprised uh, if if whoever wins these two games. But that also adds to the to the to the betting of it, and certainly the booking. Mm-hmm. And again, from our perspective, these games. You 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 book them like you like you would NFL playoff oh, games yeah. because they have that kind of interest. Now you, it's amplified on a on a holiday week. This is New Year's week. New Year's Day. Okay, they'll I mean, be they'll be done giving you hugs at the I, uh, at the pit there. Maybe. Well, it depends. You know, I mean, it's a, <laughs> it they'll, they'll, they'll hug me all the way to the, to the counter. I told them the story about being on on the on the dice game. We had a we had to close the dice game one day. <laughs> the deals were assaulted. Was, and I enjoyed every bit of it, but uh, but these games, I mean, the the fact that you, when you when you add the fact that what are we going to have half a million people in town for this uh, the, the, this weekend? Be big, yeah. I mean, oh yeah. So it's only going to add uh, to the uh, to the handle on these games, which is going to be great. By the way, did you pull in the valet today? I did. I did this afternoon. It's already jam packed. Oh, I man. found a parking spot. Well, I was amazed. I go valet. It's worth my ten bucks. You know, they, they help out the the guys a little bit, spread a little cash yeah. around, and uh, you know, they take care of me, and I don't have to go looking for. A and valet's spot. free here, by the way. Yeah, no, valet's yeah, free. Yeah, not thirty five dollars oh, like you know, uh, some of the other properties. Yeah. And then I, the guys want to tip on top of that too. This uh, this this Rose Bowl, though, I, I mean, just what a perfect way for the Rose Bowl and the this four team playoff era to go out. I mean, just what a Mm-hmm. What a matchup. Like you said, spread is two. Let me ask both Look, you guys something. Yeah. Both of you guys. And I, I don't know the answer, and that's what I'm going to ask you. Who do you give the coaching advantage to? I give it Alabama. In in this game? Yeah. I give it Alabama. It's close, though. Uh, I would say probably with Saban for uh, a, the conference is still better overall, right? The SEC. Um now Harbaugh's been there for the last couple of years too, so you have to take something away from it. Uh, but just, just uh, I think being in these types of games more often for for so long. And look at the the coaching job that Saban did this year. Let Let's go back to the spring. Remember, Chris, you and I were talking about yeah, this. We thought they'd be off this year. That we thought they'd be off because he he, he had to recruit another quarterback mm-hmm. after the spring game, right? Milrow was no lock. He was no lock. Then he gets benched. He comes back and credit him for for answering the 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 bell, so to speak, for the, the way he did. But I got I have to tell you, and and overall, this is one of it may be Saban's best coaching job. Uh, it's up there of of his career. It's 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 up, it's there. up there. So yeah. 
slight, I would say slight edge. Uh, I would still say, reasons. I would still say two years ago yeah. was probably better when they made the national title game against Georgia and had a shot to beat them at the end in Indianapolis. I think the SEC was down this year, personally. Yeah, that, that, so that, that's yeah. part of the reason. I'm, I'm talking about a better conference, though, overall than 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 the Big than the Big Ten. Yeah, yeah. It, look, right. It, I mean, yes. This, we we talked about it this year. I thought the top to bottom, Pac-12 was the best league in America. No, no question. Mm-hmm. And, and then it I surprised think the SEC a lot of was slightly better than the Big Ten because the yeah. Big Ten's bottom Big yeah. was, was bad, dreadful. Bad. No yeah. question. Yeah. I mean, look at look at the look at you know between Penn State, Ohio State, and Michigan. Right, and then everybody Huge else. You still had, yeah. you know, uh, more teams in contention for I think overall uh, in in the SEC. I don't disagree with you guys, but I wanted to hear your opinions. Um, I think it's really close. It, it, it is. I think Harbaugh's done a hell of a job. He's he's a it's great not a huge. Coach. He's, he's a terrific he's, coach. He's, There's not he's a, a huge maniac. disparity. He, he, I, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't want to marry my daughter, but he's, <laughs> he's a hell a of a coach. Great coach. Uh, let's go to the other one, uh, Superdome for the Sugar Bowl, Washington and Texas. Now, Chris, I was going through this game. Uh, you you guys have three and a half on yeah. Texas. Uh, there's some four out there as well if you want the better number on UW. I've been, I got taken off the scent because of the, the loss to Oklahoma and then the way that they played the next few weeks out of that. The first month of the season, I thought Texas was the best team in the country. Oh, they won by double digits at Alabama. And now, as as the season's gone along and they stabilized the ship after Quinn Ewers' injury, they beat up Iowa State in Ames. Mm-hmm. They destroyed Texas Tech in a quote-unquote rivalry game. Yes, whatever. It is what it is. And then they destroyed Oklahoma State in the Big 12 title game. I'm just curious for the Washington for for how they for how Washington matches up with them when Texas has the ball, because Washington's defense has had their struggles at times, but they figured out a way to get stops when they've had to in these close games down the stretch. They, I, I, in all honesty, for a good chunk of the Pac-12 title game, made Oregon look bad. Yes, I know Oregon came back, took the lead, but guess what? They got the stops when they needed to at the end of the game. Uh, I think Texas is much more talented. It's all going to come down to can that Washington defense hold up, and if they can, all bets are off here in this game. I love the Washington coaching staff. You know, they Advantage came kind of Washington from, side, kind of came from nowhere. A bunch of you know guys who were, came up through the ranks of uh, smaller schools, but they have done one hell of a job here. And I got to tell you, I, you know, I, I don't have a strong opinion. I did kind of like the dog. I thought four was a little too high, but I was holding the fort at four because that's what it was. And finally today, I went to three and a half. And as far as I knew. I think I was the first three and a half in the market. Now I'm starting to see some other three and a halves out there. But I got money on, I got money on Washington, on the point spread. I got money on Washington on the, on the money line. I got money on Washington in my exactas with the uh, the exact outcome, and I got money on them in the futures. So right now, and I really, I'm not crazy about rooting against any of these teams, but I really don't want to root against Washington because I thought that that was that line was a little too high. So I went to three and a half. Like I said, I was the first one to do so in the market. I'm seeing a couple others pop up now. Matter of fact, when I went, there were some four and a halves out there, and I see the one four and a half even went to three and a half, but I still see one four and a half in the market. So I was trying to take the lead here, and I was hoping somebody came in and laid it, but uh, well, it was the time I got on this show, like half an hour ago, 45 minutes ago, nobody had laid it yet. So I'm hoping somebody lays it to me because uh, I really don't want to have a big need for anybody in this game, but I have a lot of respect for Washington. Uh, you have to give Washington credit because after 
after that first Oregon game where they they wound up winning and Oregon went on an absolute tear and on a mission and uh, Washington escaped a few games. But nonetheless, they found ways to win those games. So to Chris's point, you have to credit credit the coaching staff for that. Um, I, I think they're relishing this role. They feel, I think there's a little, maybe they feel a little bit disrespected. Okay, I guess every underdog feels that way, but look, you know what? It's, it's, it's the number, you know, you play the game. Um, I'm not surprised that there's money line money. I think money, there's going to be money line on, on both these dogs. I mean, there, there's no doubt about it. There'll be more money line action on the dogs in these games than, uh, than on the favorites. Um, but this this another game really would would you be shocked? I know there's a lot of folks that feel that Texas has got a huge advantage over this team. I'm not so sure because one thing about Washington, we know they'll bend, but they won't necessarily break on defense. But they can score, and as long as you can score, uh, you're dangerous, and you're going to be uh, you're going to be in 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 games. And so, uh, another reason too that uh, uh, you know this this total significantly higher than. Uh, than the other semifinal by, by, what, 18 points. I am really excited for for both of these games. Yeah. And I know people are aggravated with that Florida State got left out. I, I, I get it. I get it. But Michigan plays Florida State, what, 13 at full strength Florida State, right? Oh, yeah. With the way those quarterbacks are. You got a two-point line and you got a three-and-a-half point line. For a college yeah. football playoff, that has really, through the years, produced blowout after blowout after blowout with some good games mixed in last year. Mm -hmm. It was the first time that both games were decided by one score. So I I expect both of these to come down to the wire. I have no idea who's Mm going to win this thing. If you made me predict today, Texas beats Washington, Alabama beats Michigan, and Texas beats Alabama a second. We have the exactas right on the board. That's what thirteen I'm to two. Thirteen you're, to two. So that's plus six fifty. Yeah, that's yeah. very good. See, I, I I can do the fraction. See that Missouri education is paying off. Gets yeah. it done, right, Chris? Yeah. <laughs> that there might be that might be the Northern New Jersey high school education there, Chris. But okay, um, but uh, <laughs> but regardless, it should be a fun way all the way through. There, the uh, you got the exactas up there as well. College football playoff good job team, of course, getting rolling here uh, on Monday. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. When we get back. To the National Football League. Vinny, we don't have to talk about the Jets for once, thankfully. That's you a good sure? thing. You sure? That's a good thing. I don't want to do it. I already did it this morning on a on a on a, on a <laughs> they got the interview. film playing right here. We gotta watch that thing. Why are we watching this game again? Oh, I didn't even realize that yeah, it was I on did, down yeah. there. That's a good thing. I that those are your televisions. I don't see that one. Oh, okay. It's out of my view, thankfully. But uh again, uh, Cleveland and Joe Flacco officially in the playoffs with that win last night. We're back with more next. Sports by the book. South Point is also proud to provide a variety of relaxing amenities for the guests who want to be pampered. Soak up the sun and let your stress melt away in our lagoon-style paradise swimming pool. A relaxing getaway where you can bask in the desert sun and enjoy seasonal food and bar service poolside. And if you really want to escape, come to Spa Costa del Sur. From couple suites to a co-ed wet area, our spa caters to business and leisure travelers who want to unwind and elevate their senses. A visit to one of our spa's steam, sauna, or whirlpool treatment rooms 
will leave any guest feeling like they can take on the world. Our gaming amenities include over 60 table games and over 2,600 of the most popular slot and video poker machines. We have penny slots, including the popular Buffalo games and real machines like Wheel of Fortune, Triple Sevens, and Mega Bucks. If you prefer video poker, try Deuces Wild, Double Double Bonus, or a variety of multi-denomination games. Or try your hand at one of the most popular casino table games in the world, Blackjack. Don't let the game intimidate you. Blackjack, also known as 21, is both easy and fun. And our dealers are always happy to assist. And the best part? Blackjack always pays three to two. Next, check out the roulette tables. Roulette is one of the easiest casino games to learn and so much fun to play. It's a favorite of both beginners and seasoned players. In addition to blackjack and roulette, our casino pit features over 60 popular table games like Baccarat, High Gal Poker, Three Card Poker, Ultimate Texas Hold'em, and Mississippi Stud. So get out of your room and come join in the fun. Welcome back in. It's Sports by the Book, South Point Studio. Final show for a football Friday of 2023. How about that? New Year's Day on Monday, back into an even year of 2024. A leap year as well. You remember that? An extra day in 2024. An extra day. Extra day of work. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) We think that extra day is there's not going to be games. It'll be some bad NBA games, yeah, some some NBA. some some, uh, some NHL, some college hoops. Uh, uh, I got a, an announcement, really. So yeah, please. I just got this. Please. A friend of mine, you know, and one of the founder and the uh, one of the chief owners of the Pepper Mill in Reno, which okay. built that into a monstrous casino. And one of the guys I have on, I don't want to call him on speed dial, but yeah, I got him on speed dial and he would take my calls. Another billionaire would take my calls. Bill Paganetti passed away today, 85 years old. Wow. I got to tell you, I've known Bill Paganetti for at least 30 some years. He is one hell of a guy. And my heart goes out to he and his family. I know his, I met his son, Billy, who was a pretty good baseball player, hurt his arm. And uh, it was a pitcher, wound up, they moved him to first base. But uh, Bill Paganetti passed away. So anybody out in Reno or that's visited the Pepper Mill over the years, that's, I mean, listen, Bill was 85 years old. He lived a hell of a life. But, uh, Bill was one hell of a guy. Really legendary loved operator. Love that, Chrissy. Jeez, yeah, that's yeah, terrible. I'm, I'm shook up. I just got man. the message. It's terrible. It's terrible. Mm. Anyway, sorry. Oh no, no, it, no. That's pay it, respects. Yeah. Oh. Absolutely. Uh, thoughts out to the family uh, right now as well. Let's. Uh, there's no no good way to uh, pivot off. No, there's but, not. But, no, uh, but I thought it was important to announce because I know we got a Reno a lot of Reno listeners. Absolutely, absolutely. Love let's, them up there. Let's go to uh, tomorrow night. Boy, the NFL. What a what a, what a game this one's going to be tomorrow after yesterday's disaster in Cleveland. Uh, Detroit and Dallas. You know, this is a, a very interesting game for the NFC playoff picture, mm-hmm. where the Lions. If they went out and get a little bit of help, the Detroit Lions would have home field throughout the NFC playoffs. Good, yeah. Yes. Uh, with the Niners losing on Monday, the Eagles. By the way, if Terod Taylor started that whole game for, on for the Giants on Monday, Eagles would have lost that game. Uh, as ridiculous as that yeah. may seem, we'll see, get to the Eagles. They're we'll, not playing well. Yeah, we'll we'll get to them a little later. But Dallas, 
you know, we, we talked about it. Beat someone good away from Arlington. They did not do that in the two opportunities they had the last two times out. Buffalo smacked them around. And quite frankly, I thought they outplayed Miami. The whole difference in that game was that ridiculous decision to continually give the ball to the fullback on the first drive. Yeah. And finally, bit them in the behind on the fumble that cost them points and in essence cost them the game. Uh, Chris, you're at five and a half. Cowboys laying it. Total 52. This is down from six. I just think this total's too low. I, I, I think it's going to be under. Yeah, I, I know. They bet it down from 53 and a half to 52. Yeah. I, I, I would probably, I would take a shot at the over here. I, Dallas has played a whole bunch of high scoring games at home this year, mm-hmm. especially when the other team has a real offense. We saw it with Seattle a few weeks ago. Uh, I, I, I like, I like the over in this game. A very rare total for me. And uh, I, I have a feeling our guy, Frank Nicotero probably likes that over there. Oh, you too. think, I think yeah. if you like it, he loves it. <laughs> he might propose to this. <laughs> you know, I, I opened the game six and that's what my power ratings came to. I thought that was a good number. Detroit, has not been great on the road. Dallas has been good at home. And I thought the incentive would lie with Dallas in this game. You know, Detroit yeah. just coming off a uh, division-clinching win. And, um, you know, I thought I thought six was a good number, but the, but the money has come in on Detroit. And I even see lower than five and a half. I see one four and a half in the market. But I'm willing to, once again, whoever they bet me, uh, I'll need the other side, and I'm fine with that. I listened to... Of Dan Campbell, an interview with Dan Campbell yesterday, and uh, he was very good. And you know, he speaks very highly of his team. He also speaks very highly of the Cowboys and, and what this is as a measuring stick right now uh, about how you know we made the won the division, made the playoffs. Now let's see how how we're going to move forward with this. By the way, there, I think uh, Jimmy Johnson is being added to the uh, Dallas Cowboys Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, uh, right, tomorrow. Right. So there's always uh emotion if you will when uh, uh you know a lot of extra adrenaline um i think it's going to be a, t- a terrific bet game i mean i love it that it's it's in prime time right 515 pacific um we're never at a loss for cowboys money so i guess any money that's come in so far on the lions that's great and ever since the middle of last year they've uh, they've been supported highly right chris i mean when they, yeah. when they made that, that second half move last year and and they're even better this year. I think the key for this is the way the uh, uh, the Lions can run the ball. It's, 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 the Cowboys are not particularly good against the run. I think it, you, you mentioned the total, Jeff. Yeah, uh, I, I just think Campbell and his team, they whatever kind of game it is, we'll, we'll adjust and, and get 100%. into it, right? You know, so um, if it's a grind out game, okay. If it's a if it's a shootout, okay. Uh, we know the Cowboys can score points too, so. Uh, this one is going to be this one's going to be entertaining. It's I know that uh, everybody was excited about the the Ravens and the Niners last week. I think you're going you can get equally as excited uh, for this game, you know, and uh, and and the one that we're going to talk about next. It, it is again for Detroit. I I know they've stabilized the last few weeks. There was competent quarterback play on the Minnesota side last week. I think the Vikings win that game. Uh, it just. I'm not all the way there on them. I know the record is sparkly. There's a real chance they go 13-4. and four. If they play the Rams in the first round of the playoffs, which is what that matchup is right now, I can tell you I'll be on the Rams. Now, the problem with that maybe is that I feel like everyone will be on the Rams. Beware if, the popular dog. Yeah, Beware the popular dog. Yeah. Uh, you guys, by the way, have the Rams at 50-1 to one to win the Super Bowl right now. 
Lions sitting at twenty to one, Cowboys at ten to one. Of course, I, I think that's a little old. I oh, think we, we, I'm we, down we, to thirty five to one with the Rams. Okay, so thirty five to that one. Out, guys, I think I'm at thirty five to double, one. Double double check that one, Ryan. Uh, but regardless, thirty five to one. I, well, we got were, bet when they were triple digits not yeah. that long ago. No, when I, I had them fifty to one, and then I got yeah. bet. They yeah. bet them. Yeah, I'm not surprised. They like the Rams. I don't blame. Them. We'll get to the Rams in a little bit. They won't. <laughs> they won't be. Uh, will be not be Tommy Cutlets in that game against the Rams at mm-hmm. least today. Cowboys five and a half against Detroit. All right, now the big one in the AFC. If Baltimore wins, they're the number one seed, and that renders Week 18 against the Steelers a meaningless game for Baltimore, which could provide some very interesting things to the AFC playoff picture. Miami, who finally beat a good team mm-hmm. last week. They beat yes. the Cowboys. Yes. They have a two-game lead over Buffalo, but they play Buffalo week 18, and Buffalo is a big favorite against New England this week. Mm-hmm. So Miami needs to find a win one of these last two weeks in order to win the division, assuming Buffalo doesn't lose to New England for a second time this season. Uh, it, Chris, you got it in the open three. Back quickly to four, mm-hmm. back down to three, now back to three and a half. I know. Total 46 and a half. I, you know, it's it, this is a hard one for me because we saw these teams play last year, and that was the game where Miami came from 21 down midway through the third quarter and won the game in regulation. I, that Baltimore defense showed me a ton on Monday night, though. I knew they were always one of mm-hmm. the, one of the better units in the league. But they made a, an offense that had dominated everyone all year long look awful on Monday night. I don't think there's a reason to think they can't do it again to Miami's defense here. Offense. Let me say. throw a little water on that. You know, some of those some of those turnovers, I mean, listen, turnovers are a part of the game. I understand. I think they, they benefited from some luck. And the, the, a few deflected balls yeah, turned into I think they benefited you know? from that. And I know everybody's bailing on Purdy and you know, and he certainly didn't play well. Let's not pretend that he did. But there was some luck involved, some bad luck for Purdy and some good luck for the Ravens. And, you know, I hate to tell you, that happens a lot in football. Sure. And, I, and one of the things I, I, I think I've brought up on this show a couple of times, you remember when Tom Brady won that last Super Bowl for Tampa? It was a couple of weeks before the end of the season. They lost 35 nothing to the Saints. Now, 35 nothing to the Saints, that did not look like a Super Bowl team. Uh, I think right now, I think I kind of like Miami in this game. You know, at three, I think three is a tough number. But anything over the three, three and a half, uh, or, you know, four, I don't think we'll ever see four again, but we were certainly there before. I, you know, I think three and a half to me would be a take, or we might even want to take a decent money line on Miami. I, I kind of think my, I think it's going to be a tough game that goes all the way down to the end. Probably maybe take a little bit of both, the plus three and the money line on Miami. So Lamar Jackson and, and the Ravens are favorites this week. So are they, they don't get offended by that. Right? Well, you know, it's, it's all, there's one <laughs> other some. thing I can also throw out here too. That's been kind of a trend this year. And I don't know how realistic this is actually a thing, but it feels like every week there's been a new guy. We've crowned the MVP mm-hmm. and the week after we crown them, they yeah. look awful. They play a mm. horrible game. Have you heard of Dak Prescott? You get Dak, you had Purdy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. now it's Lamar. Lamar, yeah. you're lame. And, uh, yeah, we and have Jalen Hurts in there for Jalen a while. Jalen Hurts was a favorite for and, a week. And Mahomes. Yeah, uh, yeah. So Lamar's minus 180. Now, Flacco, yeah. Come back later to your Joe Flacco. Um, Forget that. He might be MVP. <laughs> the, uh, but, 
the way the the one counter that I've had in my head, and I have I'm not probably not going to bet this game. I think anything north of three on Baltimore is a little bit tough uh, to justify laying in this spot. But if the trend continues, Miami goes there, wins outright. Tua becomes at the talk of the MVP race. Yep. They play Buffalo next week. Buffalo beats them. Josh Allen's the betting. Josh Allen ends up stealing the MVP and. We end up with all sorts of carnage. In that that can happen, again. too, yeah. And it's not impossible that Josh Allen steals the MVP at this point. No. It's not impossible. It's not. I mean, the thing about this game is that um, this is truly one of the better home fields, too. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, yes, the Dolphins made a statement in, in beating the Cowboys. Um, but the Ravens made a statement as well. And, and you know, Lamar's kind of on a mission that, when when you think about it, right, and, and when he's pl- watch his play this year, look, uh, it's it's a great game uh, th- that I think is going to get a lot. It's already gotten a lot of interest. Uh, it's a game that's going to be on just about everybody's multi leg uh, selections in terms of teasers, in terms of parlays. Uh, so yeah, I mean it. The other the other thing is too. Let's remember this just as a little a little bit of a sidebar. You look at all these games at ten o'clock. And any other games that are playing in the afternoon, and Chris will remember this. So again, we always talk about you know where we've been. Um, it was a time when not everybody played at the same time with with playoff ramifications, and we'd have to take the entire afternoon games. We'd have to take games off the board uh, because of that. So the the league got got that right. I mean, uh, now it's a situation where you really. Uh, the, the teams that are in contention for certain now these two happen to be you know right neck and neck for the number one seed, but when you look at it, uh, whether it's a playoff position or just to get into the playoffs, they're playing at the same time. But Chris remembers the days when you talk about numbers moving. Oh. You would have teams in, in in the afternoon that were seven point favorites when the early games kicked off, and then the game went. <laughs> Game was pick them <laughs> by the time the kickoff rolled around simply because of, of what happened early. So, uh, Vin, that I'm part throw is out a name. I don't know yep. if you would remember because he was only around here for a while. I think he might have went back to Atlanta. Bobby Jenkins, you remember that name? I do remember the Bobby name. Bobby Jenkins, Jenkins, and this is when I was at the Stardust. So, I mean, I was a young kid, 23 so years old. So, 79? 79. Bobby Jenkins, he was the first one that I know of that kind of figured that out. Yeah. And he came in and he was betting this, that. And after he was done, I said, Bobby, what are you doing? He says, listen, you know, and I forget what it was. If the Saints win, you know, whatever yeah. it was. If this team wins and this team won't have anything to play for and they're wrapped up. and I was, Oh, geez, I never really thought right. of that. And he was the first one. And, like, Bobby was only around for a while. And I don't, Bobby was a really smart guy I, and a nice guy. I hope good things happen to him. I, don't, I really don't know what it was. But I hadn't seen him after those first couple of years when I was here in Las Vegas. But a really smart guy. And... From what I remember, the first guy that really had that angle figured out. And, uh, well, thankfully, the NFL figured it out, too. They Thank you. spared us a lot of work. Another painful lesson. A lot of aggravation. Yeah. Quick uh, quick note, real quick, guys. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. not playing tonight. Oh, is that right? Yes, okay. that, that, is, right. that is confirmed. Another ladder move. Uh, so, Down the ladder. There we go. So it, yeah, it, I see five and four and a half. One, four there. and a half out there. The rest is five. Yeah. I would imagine you're going to go back to five. Yeah, now. I got my guys back there, so they're on it pretty good. Yeah, so, so we'll see what's happening. There, there you go with that, uh, with uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. not playing tonight for Ohio State against Missouri in the Cotton Bowl. All right, let's go to Buffalo and New England. Of course, we saw this matchup. 
earlier in the year. The Patriots pulled the upset in that one behind Mac Jones. Remember him? Who? <laughs> um, so the Bills are playing well. Now they almost blew that game last yeah, Saturday night yeah. as a huge favorite against the Chargers, which really would have would have messed things up just slightly for them now. Would have been nice. Amazing when guys' <laughs> jobs are on the line. Well, well, when yeah. that here's the thing. With that win, Buffalo is now in a scenario where they royally have to mess up to miss the playoffs. Yeah. They, they really have to do something really spectacularly bad to miss this thing. And you explained in the last game that they have a chance to win the division. I mean, if they win out, they, if they win out and Miami loses out, which. Correct. What could what, easily what, happen? What, what would you say, right? As of this moment, Miami be one and a half, one next week against Buffalo in, in Miami. Miami, right? Yes. Boy, right now Buffalo playing great football. It depends on you, you know, can't make my... it. You can't make it too high. Yeah, uh, it's probably it's probably closer to two. Yeah, okay. two, two, probably something like that. By the way, I want to mention before we get to that because we'll probably talk about it next week, but. In the old days, part of that deal in the AFL, because you got to remember, Miami was an expansion team. This is before you were born, I think, Jeff. Miami was an expansion team in, into the a AFL. One of the deals, and this has never been like totally confirmed, but most of the games in the winter, that second game between these two teams, and they've always been in the same division, most of the time that second game is played in Buffalo. Yes. To give Buffalo a big home field advantage late in the year. Now, not every year, but I'd say probably two out of three, three out of four years that second game. This is not one of those years, you know. But mostly that second game is played in Buffalo. You got those Florida boys going up to Buffalo and playing in, you know, usually a, a game hovering right around the zero mark, something like that. Well, for this one with New England, it's two touchdowns now with the Bills. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I will say, I the Patriots have looked at least like an NFL team the last few weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, the big upset that spurred craziness in Denver this week uh, with that on, on Christmas Eve night. Uh, they look, they, I know they lost in like 10 to Kansas City. They were in that game for a portion of that one in Foxborough. Mm -hmm. They, of course, beat, sorry, Chris, they beat the Steelers on a Thursday night. And mm -hmm. then the three games before that, the defense was awesome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they gave up 10 or less and managed to lose all three. Uh, look, I'm not saying that New England's going to win the game because they're not going to, but it does feel like a ton of points to be getting here with 14, unless if we get Buffalo showing up. And, and look, it could happen. They could be full, full-throated Buffalo and run them out of the building, but that feels like a lot at two full touchdowns. I opened the game 12. Yeah, I thought it was a good, up. They bet me up. I mean, this is uh, moved on money. They laid me 12. I went right to 13. They laid me 13. I went right to 14. I mean, you could just see the trend going that way. So I'm with the market at that, uh, that being said. But I, I'm kind of with you. I, I'm looking here real quick. Uh, you can just see the last couple of weeks, they, they've played better, certainly defensively. You go back all the way to like week about 10, something like that. They've, their defense has been really strong. Been great since the Germany game. And I love, uh, you know, listen, Bill O'Brien, I thought that he was going to help Mac Jones a lot. I guess Mac Jones may be beyond help. But yeah, I think he's helped Bailey Zappi quite a bit. Kids playing like decent football. I think the number's too high. I think at 14, it, it, I, I would, it would be a take for me. 
I think there's going to continue be, be continued support for Bills, and we're going to need the we're going to need the pitcher. I mean, obviously, you know the fact that it's it's moved already. And Chris's point too, you you move it when you see it coming, especially with the double digits. You know what? Go go ahead and move it a full point, right? What's because you you know you can anticipate where it's heading. Um, Patriots are actually the other thing is Patriots are better at away. They're better on the road. They've been much better on the right? road this year, yeah. So that probably makes them a little bit more dangerous too, you know. And uh, I, I think anybody, you know, professionals are not going to lay this number. And if it gets, you know, higher, certainly, uh, you, you know, we talk about teasers and, and sometimes we, we smile at them. But uh, taking, taking, uh, taking the dog with three touchdowns is, uh, is certainly going to be think of worse things to do. On, yeah. the, uh, on, on the radar for – for some yeah, again, if, if this and if this goes blessed through the fourteen, this will be on mm-hmm. my card. I will take the Patriots. Yeah. Hold my nose. Whatever happens, happens. But yeah. we get through fourteen. I, it's hard for me to pass that up. I don't know if it does because I, I think, but I, the fact that it's been at fourteen now too, Chris. Right? I mean, it, that is is what they're waiting for. If this was an afternoon game, it would definitely go through four, through fourteen. I could, I could, I could okay. get. It. I, I, I could but be having to do it, it during the show it, on Sunday. It might, morning. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so it it probably will. I mean, we're, there's no question we're going to need the Patriots. Sir. Well, it's a division game, too, and a lot of those division yeah. games do not get, you know, the coaches know, listen, yeah. do you want to piss off Bill <laughs> Belichick? Maybe not. Maybe you're going to take your uh, foot off the gas a little bit in the fourth quarter. You know, uh, I don't know. I think right now that the uh, – I think 14 is just too high. But it, like I, I got to go with the market. They laid me the 12. They laid me the 13. Get, yeah, money talks. Money moves. Money does move. That's for sure. Let's go to the next one. Atlanta and Chicago. You know, I don't want to put salt in the wounds for our guy McCormick back there, but the Bears should be 8-7 and seven right now. They should be right there with everyone else. Uh, they got the win last week against Arizona. Now they welcome in the Falcons, who stunner, send Ritter to the bench and win right away. Yeah, Shocking development yeah. there. Uh, Atlanta is still alive here. They're seven and eight. Uh, they, they play new Orleans next week. So they'll have an opportunity to get to nine and eight. Chris, I will say this. I'm a little surprised at how this game has been bet. I expected people to bet Atlanta. They did, but it's toggled between the three and the two and a half, uh, with Chicago right now laying three and a total of 37 in this game. It was a toggler. And this morning I was at. I think. I, well, I was. You opened the day at three. It says they here. opened the day at three. They bet me. I kept betting me Atlanta. I finally went to two and a half. They laid it back to me. And uh, speaking of uh, young Mister McCormick, his father. I'm saying he's at four at this game. I don't know if that's that uh, Chicago influence or what. But at the stations I'm looking at right now, he's up to four. Whew. Now I know I don't know your dad really well, but I do know your dad's not some lunatic. I mean, you know, somebody obviously bet him up to that. You know, for him to go there. Uh, actually, uh, you know, Jason McCormick's been in the business a long time. Uh, so if he's at four. There's a reason. So I'm sure he got bet. But uh, I don't know what the heck that is. But right now, we've been back and forth between two and a half and three. So I don't know. I don't know who you're going to – which which Atlanta team are you going to get? I That's mean, a great and, question, yeah, Vinny. I mean, and <clears throat> here you have Fields in particular really trying to make a case, A, keep me. Resign me here, Bears, or I'm going to go somewhere else. And he he wants to increase his value. He's right? going to start somewhere. In the so next year. so he's really in the driver's seat. And uh, 
I think all things in this game really go through him. And 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 I I think there'll be more at the at the you know by the time things kick you know this game kicks off, uh, there's going to be more support for the Bears, uh, especially because of Fields, Chris. In my in my opinion, wouldn't I, I made the number three? Yeah. I have three. I mean, it's right number. there, but I still think there'll be more Bears money. You know, personally, I like Fields. <laughs> If I were the Bears, I know they're loaded with some draft choices. I would not get rid of Fields. I don't know if you trade down, you get Marvin Harrison. I, you know, I'm not sure as far as that goes. But I would not bail on Fields. I think this kid has shown some promise. I think if you get some help around with him, I think he has a chance to be a real good NFL quarterback. So right now, the Bears have number one, which is Carolina's pick. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then they have nine, which one. is their own pick. If they win this week, there's a realistic chance they could pick as low as 16th when this is all really? said and done. Yeah. Uh, there's a realistic chance of that. Uh, Carolina, obviously, we'll get to them in a little bit, even though that's... They don't a, lose the one pick. The, the, the one, one right? pick, if Carolina loses out, they're good. Right. Chicago has it. Right. And that's when the decision will come into play. Yeah. What do you do? Do you take Caleb Williams or... Drake May and start over. No chance. I or do I you trade do. down two picks and take Marvin Harrison Jr. at three and make Washington trade up with the other one? I mean, if, it, if it, you think somebody would trade up to get a quarterback, then I would make that trade if I were Chicago and get Marvin Harrison at three. And, and as Vinny, we discussed this a little bit last week. The whole thing with Fields now is it's mm -hmm. not just bring him back. It's he's coming back if he's a bear next year. Right. You're picking up the option for your five, and then more likely than not, you're paying them $150 million. Mm -hmm. So that's what it comes down to. Yeah, that's, so, that's, you know, that's, a, that's, that's a lot of money. No, yeah, I, I yeah, know, but that's, yeah, what a, but that's what a regular starting quarterback yeah. is now. That, just look uh, around. Know, I, listen, and I have a couple of things going here. I want to see the league flourish. I always want to see that. I want to see these young quarterbacks flourish because I know it's a quarterback league. But I also think they're putting too much money in these quarterbacks. You know, these quarterbacks need a team around them. And look at Mahomes. You know, he he signed that huge contract. Now, I think it's actually kind of cap-friendly in a lot of ways. It is. You know, comparatively. But you have to have money to sign other players. They lost some very good players. They're getting, you know, Kelsey's probably a little long in the tooth. Uh, a couple other guys maybe not not quite at their peak any longer. They're going to need replaced. That, that, I mean, that's the nature of football. It's just the way it goes. But I think sometimes uh, these Huge contracts have kind of bound teams a little bit to their quarterback and given them no flexibility. And I, I, I hope that changes. Listen, a guy making thirty-five million a year—that's pretty freaking good. You know, I wish Michael Gone would sign me to a contract <laughs> like that. I don't think any of us would say no to I that. I don't think I know. I wouldn't say no. Well, Bears three right now against Atlanta. Let's go to Houston and Tennessee. It looks like C.J. Stroud's going to go. Looks like Levis too, right? Looks like Levis is going to yeah. go as well. So right, yeah. both the rookies are ready to go after two missed, two games missed for Stroud with the concussion, one game missed with the ankle uh, injury for Levis, and boy, Ryan Tannehill uh, did his best and then did exactly what you would have expected out of Ryan Tannehill at the end of that game a week ago in the elimination of the Titans from the playoff picture against Seattle. Uh, Chris, you're at four, total 44 on this one. Uh, all I'm going to say is you're as high as five and a half. I'm concerned about Houston's defense. Mm. And we, this has been brewing now where Stroud right. was able to cover up the fact that the defense was not playing well. They were able, able to outscore teams. Uh, the game against Tennessee two weeks ago, they found a way, which credit to them to mm. find a way to beat Tennessee. But 
I'm really concerned about Houston's defense these last few weeks. Really did not play well uh, a week ago again against Cleveland. Amari Cooper obviously had the historic game for the Browns. Mm-hmm. It's part of the reason that this total has been bet up from 42 and a half to 44 along with, again, I don't think there's much of a difference between Tannehill and Levis, but Levis at least could create points the other way as well, yeah. more so than Tannehill, I would say. George's still out for me on Levis. Uh, sure, yeah. But I love Stroud. I love D'Amico Ryans. But I also love Mike Vrabel. Sure. And at some point, you got to figure, listen, Houston's been a big surprise. God bless him. You know, Stroud has been everything they could possibly have asked for. D'Amico Ryans was a nice assistant coach. I don't know anybody. I mean, he was, you know, up until Stefanski a couple weeks uh, now, I think D'Amico Ryans was right in the hunt for coach of the year, and deservedly so. Uh, but they are limited talent-wise. And now you're four-point favorites, even though you're at home, you have your quarterback back. I made the number four, so I don't think it's a crazy number. But at some point, you might be going to the well a few too many times with a team that's really no more than mediocre. Not that Tennessee's any great shakes. Mm-hmm. But I do have a ton of respect for Vrabel. I think he gets the most out of this team. And uh, like I said, I got no opinion. My number that I made was four, but this should be an interesting matchup. Well, it went as high as five and a half because it looked yeah. like Stroud was going to was was going to play. Certainly, I mean, he missed the last few games, and you know, Levis, they weren't sure until today, right? So, I could see that. Um, to you know, to your point, Jeff, about about the defense, yes, you know, they they've got injuries too on both sides of the ball. Oh, I yeah. mean, everybody's got injuries, but Everyone, I mean, there's yeah. some key injuries. I think. You know, critical injuries to uh, to Houston, especially at the wide receiver position, right? I mean, it, you know, it seemed like they were losing a, a receiver a game. Uh, well, that's earlier I'm this happy, month. I'm happy you brought yeah. that up because that's kind of been the moment. Now, granted, Stroud missed two games in this, yeah. But you take Tank Dell out right. with that broken fibula, a game against the Jets, they didn't move the ball at all. Couldn't they, do anything. They lost Dell mm-hmm. in that game. Dell was not playing the, at all. That's Collins, a game that knocked Stroud out too. Collins right? got yeah. hurt as yeah. well. Uh, it is, uh, it, Vinny, it's, it's, it's always interesting with these teams, and we'll get to a game where both of these mm-hmm. teams we didn't expect to be there or that are legitimately in the chase in the next game. But it's always interesting to see these teams that show, seemingly show up a year early in the NFL. Yeah. And we, we're seeing it with Houston. We saw mm-hmm. it last week with Indy. Sometimes that gas tank just hits empty and you mm-hmm. have nothing left. Well, and I'm just curious. Injuries use, injuries use a lot of gas. Sure, of course. <laughs> and I'm just curious for both, and we'll get to Indy next. But I'm just curious for Houston. Did that gas, did the gaslight get the key? And do they have anything left that they can fill that tank with? Maybe Stroud coming back does fill enough to get you to the playoffs. And you know what? Mm-hmm. If you make the playoffs this year when you had a win total of six and a half, great. Great. Doesn't matter. You can lose by 35 in the first round of the playoffs, and no one's going to care. You made it to the playoffs, and it, it, when it was supposed to be a pure rebuild, yeah, that's an excellent point, Jeff. Yeah. And uh, you okay. know, that, there's but there's always a yin and yang. There's some teams that have continued to surpass their preseason predictions, but uh, you know, Houston, you're right, six and a half was their total, was their win total. I mean, this is a hell of a year. No matter what happens from here on in, hundred percent is a great year for them. But I don't know, you know, I, I, I like I said, I made the number four. I think it's a good number. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens on, in the game time. By the way, I've got a couple of texts from people who talked about Bill Paganetti. What a hell of a guy he was. And I knew him personally, really liked him, and a great operator, great, you know, God, I, I'm, 
you know, I saw him a couple times ago when I was in Reno. Just a hell of a guy. I kind of miss him. One of my favorite guys. Anyway, bad transition. Raiders and Colts. Okay. The next game up. Uh, Indy, three and a half. The Raiders won in Kansas City on Christmas Day, despite Aiden O'Connell going the final three quarters without a completed pass. Defense. I, all I'm going to say is, with the Raiders, I still don't think they're any good, but their defense is playing out of their minds right now. And it's not just Max Crosby, mm-hmm. who we already knew. Yeah. Crosby is as good as they come in the league. Doesn't miss a down. Doesn't miss a down. <laughs> and But that defense has a lot of guys who I think are playing above their heads at the moment. Now, this also good. What I said for Houston goes for both of these teams in this game, where the Raiders were left for dead after that 3 nothing loss to Minnesota at the beginning of the month. Mm. And now, if they win out and Kansas City loses out, the Raiders win the AFC West, as ridiculous as that Host is. Host a playoff game. Host a playoff game, <laughs> potentially. Again, highly unlikely, highly but, unlikely yeah. but still in play, potentially. Who do they play next they week? They play Denver next week. So mm, they're going to be favored in that game in Vegas, I Here. would imagine, yeah, especially yeah. if Stidham does not look good against the Chargers this week. But, Chris, I think the number's right. But the same thing I said for Houston goes for these two teams. Do both of these teams that, again, the Raiders have been through a ton this year. You're on your second quarter. You're on your third quarterback, technically. You're on an interim head coach. Uh, again, do, again, do they have enough in the tank to find a way to win these last two games and at least give themselves a shot of making the playoffs at nine and eight? And for Indy, yeah, look, we 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 know what Minshew is. He's a capable backup. Right. But as we saw last week, the capable capable backups still have games where they look like backups, mm-hmm. and that happened to them last week, where Minshew was dreadful in that game against Atlanta. I'm just curious if the same deal is with Houston. Does Indy have anything left in the gas tank to find a way to at least split these last two games and give themselves a chance? Well, let's look at the Raiders because I kind of like the Raiders in this okay. game, but let's look at their defense. So last week they gave up 14 to the Chiefs. Yep. The week before that, 21 to the Chargers, but yeah, they scored but, 63. You know, so yeah. yeah I, 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 four, I, all 21 of them, the, the game yeah. was already over when they scored. So they give up three to the Vikings. They gave up 31 to the Chiefs. Okay, that's their one sort of bad game. Before that, third, uh, I'm sorry, 20 to the Dolphins, but it's the Dolphins. Pretty good. Yeah, and then 12 to the, okay, Jets, 6 to the Giants, and you know, then going back, then, okay, 26 to the Lions. Yeah, they, it, that, was, know, that was McDaniel still in Detroit. Yeah, okay, but ever since then, since uh, Antonio Pierce has been there, that defense has played really, really well. Uh, I think this game should be closer to pick myself. Okay. I, I don't have much faith in what the Colts have going. And listen, I just think this Raider team has a little bit of momentum, particularly on defense. And uh, I've been getting three, and it's even higher. Where was I at here? Was there a four in the market? There is one right now. There's four. I know the Circa's at four. There's a lot of three and a half out there. You know, I think think the Raiders plus four would be a play for me if I was out there betting. Listen, I'm at three and a half. I hope they bet me the Colts. I don't mind needing the Raiders in this spot. Um. Typically, uh, we get Raider money, uh, right? I mean, let's let's face yeah. it. Uh, the local team will get some support, and I think uh, to Chrissy's point, if maybe some folks are waiting for the four, but as we get uh, we get closer to kickoff on Sunday, there'll be uh, there'll be Raider support here. So, um, Taylor, uh, I think for the uh, for the Colts, Jeff is uh, is he supposed to be he's supposed to be back? I think this week, isn't he? 
Pittman's uh, playing. Pittman is playing yeah, as Pittman's well. Playing. So, I mean, yeah, Jacobs this, is the on the Raiders side, but he didn't yeah. play last week. So, I, I don't know. I mean, offensively, yeah, the Raiders they they do have their issues, but you know what, defense. You know, the other thing is defense travels, and so uh, you know this. I think points are are valuable here. So four certainly, three and a half even. Uh, you can get uh, better than that field goal to Chris's point. I think we're also, we're, we're, especially after what happened a few years ago where Mark Davis didn't give Basaccia the job. Yeah. Antonio Pierce, I think, already has the job locked up. If, and if, and if, well, he should. And I'm curious to see how that w- works long term. But at least for this year, it has worked. It has worked. I just want to see once he, if, if he is named a permanent guy, is is this just a bump from basically anyone from Josh McDaniels is going to look good? Or is this a real bump and, hey, this guy can really coach? I, I still don't know the answer. Let me just tell you, if I were Mark Davis, I would not name him coach till after the year. I, I don't think he's going to. Well, I think he's going to go I, through the full interview process. I think you want this. I think you want your team saying, because they like Antonio they Pierce quite well, a lot. Yes, they do. I want them to be out there saying, you know what? Let's win this so we can keep Antonio around. Let's keep winning. Whereas if he gets the job, he's named the coach, they may ease up just a little bit psychologically. Let him so I, I would yeah. let him, uh, yeah, keep, uh, don't, don't announce anything till, uh, till next year, till the year's over. But also who's going to be in charge of the draft for the, let's try to hire GM, right? Well, they have, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying though, that that's got to go hand in hand with that because it's, it's not been good overall. That's, I mean, Crosby was a surprise Let's well, that's a lucky. and, they, and they, a great surprise. Yeah. I mean, you know, a, a, a middle, a, a mid round or two. Uh, his fourth round pick. So, is that what he was? A fourth round. Yeah, pick? yeah. Wow. yeah. Yep. He was fighting to make the team. That was the year they were on uh, Hard Knocks, and Boy, he was fighting. You know, fighting to Boy, make, make knock the on, Knock on wood if you're with. You know what? Good for him. Well, I'll um, tell you what. He's one of the best. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, let's go to Carolina and Jacksonville. There's a lot happening with this game. Mm-hmm. So the Jags are spiraling. They're down to eight and seven. They had the division basically locked up, it seemed like, and now have not won. Uh, Jake Browning sent them into the tailspin. Uh, and now Trevor Lawrence is missing his first game as, yeah. a, as an NFL player. Mm-hmm. Uh, shoulder injury keeping him out. C.J. Beathard's going to start. Chris, you're as high as seven. You're mm-hmm. now down to four. Mm-hmm. Carolina has been better the last few weeks. They have been, yeah. They, now, granted, I'm going to take the game they won with a grain of salt because that was more Atlanta's doing more than Carolina winning the game. Atlanta lost that game. Carolina's offense finally looked competent last week. They put up 30. They lost. They couldn't get the last snap off in time, whatever it is. It is. The question I have for you is where do you think this line, we already seen the initial move from, from Lawrence to be knowing that it's better. Do we think it get goes further down here? Or is this basically where, all right, this is the, the, the lowest this will get on the Jacksonville side with four. What do you make the difference between Beathard and, and Lawrence? Three and a half. Okay, I would say four. four. Yeah, three and a half, four. I personally made this game eight with a healthy uh, Lawrence. Okay. Uh, I like Lawrence. He's not Andrew Luck. He's not. He's not Andrew Luck. He's not. No, not many are, up. Chris. Uh, listen, we can talk about Andrew Luck, my, the fav- my favorite player of all time. But anyway, he's not Andrew Luck. Uh, I think the number's about right, though. And I know people are going to probably play Carolina because they remember the last game, which was a nice Carolina win. Uh, there's a lot of crap going on with Jacksonville. I understand that. But 
be careful playing momentum in the NFL. And I would say <laughs> this is kind of a double-edged sword. Be careful playing momentum. But sometimes at the end of the year, if momentum is because of injuries, then it's a little different. I don't. I know we have the injury to the quarterback here, but I don't think I don't think it's just pure injuries on the part of Jacksonville that has kind of created their tumble. I think they're just not playing well. I kind of like Jacksonville a little bit in this game minus the four, although I think the number's about right. Does it really shock you that a bookmaker's favorite player would be named Luck? <laughs> no, I think mean, about that. no. Beautiful. Chris, he always spoke highly of him, and, and rightfully so, yeah. and uh, what a warrior. But I, I think Lawrence, you can make a case. I mean, first of all, within the last month, right, an ankle, a knee, a concussion. concussion. I mean, the, 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 the kid has shown his, his toughness, but also now you have to just say, look, let's, let's be smart. Um, Bethard? He's got an opportunity here, and and I don't know if it comes to answer your question, Jeff. I don't know. I, I don't know if it gets lower. Um, would it shock me? No, but I, I think it, at this point too, we're going to start to see some Jag support. This is a must game for them, right? Mm. I mean, let's yeah, face it. it gotta have okay, it. <laughs> I mean, you have to treat it as a playoff game. Uh, so again, I go back to the fact that that the Colts are playing at the same time, you know, and and so right. they're both going to know. And Houston's playing. And Houston is playing at, the same, time, is playing too, at right. the same time. So um, look. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if it gets. If, if it, I doubt it gets lower, I'd, I'd be more inclined to think it goes up a bit uh, rather than come down some. Co- coaching advantage to the Jags as well. Yes. Oh well, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that means something. Right. Yeah. I will say this, this. I will say this though. Things could get very strange down there if they flat out miss the playoff. You think so? I, I do. <clears throat> I do. I, I, with the way that. Some quotes from Trevor Lawrence after the game last week, like, and the way that it's gone down. If they go from eight and three to eight and nine and miss the playoffs altogether, I, yeah, yeah, okay. I, I don't think I don't think, I, I'm not a I'm I'm not a huge Peterson guy. I think he's I think he's solid, but I think the coaching staff around him is bad. I think Press Taylor is awful. That could be. Um, so. It could be some weird stuff that happens if they flat out miss the playoffs. Well, you're trying to anticipate what a billionaire is going to do. And sometimes that's Shad hard. Khan. I don't know what Shad Khan is going to do. Then. Yeah, I really, don't really either. don't. Uh, let's go to the Giants and the Rams. Tarot Taylor gets to start again for Big Blue. The Rams are now the team that no one wants to play, according to everyone. Uh, you know, Chris, they're at eight and seven, the Rams. They just the one back-to-back games by eight points at home, that weird game against Washington, and then they let New Orleans creep back in, even though they never New Orleans never had the ball down one score in the fourth quarter. This is five and a half. I think there's a weird spot for L.A. where everyone, they're, yes, they're on extended rest, but you got to fly across the country playing a team that, look, the, the Giants are not a good football. But they've played... This could have been an epic give-up season for them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But they have played really hard the last six weeks. They probably, if Tyrod starts the game on Monday, probably win that game outright in Philadelphia. And it just feels like when we, when we start crowning these teams also that are, okay, the Rams are a solid football team. Yeah. But they're still 8-7, and seven, still fighting for the playoff lives. Weird thing, things can tend to happen when you start crowning teams that don't necessarily deserve to be crowned, Chris. I made a number four and a half. Okay. I've always liked Tyrod Taylor. I mean, he's a pretty good quarterback. I mean, he's kind of in that Jacoby Brissett, 
uh, Gardner Minshew. You know, can you build a championship team around him? No. No. But he's a, a valuable guy to have on your roster. And boy, he came in last week and that first pass all of a sudden. It's, oh, wow, that's pretty good. Uh, you know, I made the number four and a half. It's five and a half. If I'm out there betting, does that mean I'd make a bet? No, it wouldn't. But I do think the number's a little bit high. And I think you might see another six on this game, which we've been at. Uh, but I, I tend to favor the Giants a little bit here, but certainly nothing dramatic. I think more support, public support comes in on the uh, on the Rams here. To, you bring up a good point, Jeff. Yeah, they're eight and seven, but since they're by, they're a much better team. I mean, in, in, with Stafford. I mean, Stafford. Uh, it, they they can run the ball. Uh, they've got a good receiving core. Defense is getting getting better. Uh, and, you know, and uh, I I think that uh, that at at some point, yeah. I mean, it because Taylor's an upgrade. The DeVito here and for the Giants, uh, but I think that the public support will certainly be on the Rams uh, in this one. I would be shocked if it wasn't, in all honesty. And again, it's I think the Rams are a good football team, and I think if they make the playoffs, they are more than capable of going to Philly, Detroit, and winning a playoff game. Sure. I think they're more than capable of doing that, but you got to get there first. Oh, and by the way, they have to play the Niners the final week of the season in Santa Clara mm-hmm. in a game that San Francisco probably is going to need now. Yeah. So, uh, it, it, no gimme, they're even going to be in the dance. Got to make the dance first before mm-hmm. we can uh, realistically look at them. One more thing, though. Stafford, Please. the only NFC quarterback that's won a Super Bowl. Well, I guess, and I also will say this about Matthew Stafford, Chris. Matthew Stafford is a Hall of Fame quarterback. I believe and, and get my vote. Yeah. And there is no reason to think he's not because there's no Calvin Johnson set the receiving record with him as his quarterback. Cooper Cooper Cup be, uh, was close to Calvin Johnson yeah. with Matthew Stafford as his yeah. quarterback. Puka Nakua is right. shattering the offensive rookie <laughs> yeah. record for yes. receiving yards. Who's the quarterback? Oh, Matthew Stafford. <laughs> like. Oh, and by the way, as soon as he got out of Detroit, he won a Super Bowl immediately. Yeah. So yeah. I, he could have walked away too after the Super Bowl with his yeah. injuries yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Give his him wife had a brain tumor. Yeah. Give him yeah. credit for what he's uh, done. And I, yeah. I, he, he's what he's what people make Philip Rivers out to be as a quarterback. And I think Philip Rivers is a Hall of Famer as well. But Stafford is a guy that deserves to be in Canton one day as well. All right, Cardinals and Eagles. Chris, you're at eleven. That's the market low. There's some 12 out there now on this game. Kyler Murray was sick earlier this week. Looks like he's going to be fine and ready to go. I'm not sure I'd be willing to lay double digits with Philly against anyone at this rate, Chris. I know they won on Christmas, but boy, they were fortunate to get out of there with a win. They are not playing well. My numbers come to nine and a half. Okay. And you know I don't like Arizona. I know you don't. You know I don't. But still, I, my numbers came to nine and a half on this game. You know, I've seen 11, 11 and a half. Yeah, I saw 11 and a half, and you know, I was talking to Joe, my guy back here. But should we go up? I said, Joe, when they bet me, we'll go up. But right now, I mean, they laid me. What did they lay me here? They laid me 10 and a half, went to 11. Uh, I said, you know, I don't, I'm not going to 11 and a half until I get a nice, solid bet. And so far, nobody's come in and done it. So if they bet me, I'll move it. And if not, I'm going to stick where I'm at because I think this number is just too high. Well, if the Eagles are going to get right, it had a start on Christmas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we got this game, and then they finish uh, <laughs> against the Giants again, which is, again, you know, I, I commended the 
the NFL for the for the scheduling changes with with the teams that are you know in similar positions to play at the same time. But I don't I don't understand some of this some of this scheduling. But uh, if the Eagles are going to get right, and of course they have to get healthy too, particularly defensively, and uh, this is this is the part of the schedule that uh, they've got to take advantage of. But I, I don't does it you know Chris Chris mentioned it it got as low as at ten and a half sitting at eleven. Um, again, this uh, this is a public game where or where the public is, is I think on the Eagles here, and anybody that's professional is looking for. Uh, I mean, they, they took the twelve, right, Chris? I mean, yeah. that wasn't that wasn't casual. So, you know, this is this is also one of those as well for the Eagles. You mentioned it. You would have hoped that they would get themselves right sooner rather than later. They might it, not be healthy though. I, I, you know, it, it, it just again with that defense. Their defense is clearly not healthy. Uh, I just, I just don't see it. I, I just don't see this team being a real threat to make a run in the playoffs. I really don't. Oh, a right run now. in the playoffs? Oh, yeah, no, no not at all. I agree with you. Jim. Not at all. Eleven right now on this one. New Orleans <clears throat> and Tampa's next. Tampa Bay, you win this game, you win the division. Yeah. Simple as that. Two and a half point favorites at home against the Saints. Total forty two. Last time these teams met in New Orleans, Tampa beat them twenty six to nine. In that one earlier in the year, before we knew Tampa was at least this competent, solid football team. Uh, Chris, short of a field goal, I, I I'm sure it's square, but I, I'm gonna lay it with Tampa Bay. Yeah, I can see that. My numbers come lower, but Tampa won the first game, right? In yeah, New Orleans. One by seventeen. Let me mention my dear friend Mark Henderson, who always called this a major reverter. Okay. <laughs> The team that lost the first one on the road now comes home, uh, so he would like uh, he would like the Saints in this spot, and I can see that. You know, um, I think they clearly have a little bit more of an incentive. Uh, I shouldn't say that. No, they no, I wouldn't say they clearly have more because, like you said, Tampa wins this game; they win a division. But I, you know, I don't know. To me, three would be a take, and I think we're going to get the three. So I agree with Chris. It gets back there. Um, sort of a. Yeah, it's got playoff feel to it, right? I mean, if the if the Bucks win, uh, they they win the division. Saints needed to stay alive, right? Um, yeah. You know, but with all this quarterback juggling and injuries and everything going on, this Baker Mayfield's having a a, a fine season. I've always and, liked this kid, and, and what a yeah. what a story, what a what a battle. I mean, here's here's a guy that could have just thrown it in and just had the clipboard, as we used to say, Chris. For yeah. You know, just kind of ride things out, ride out some contracts and everything. But you know what? Credit him and and what he's done. This is a this is a a, a veteran laden roster. People forget that you know when a, a few years ago when uh, that guy Brady was there and they won that Super Bowl. There were there were a lot of vet. Well, a lot of those veterans are still around and on both sides of the ball. And here comes Mayfield with whose attitude is infectious. I think he, you know the fact that mm-hmm. he's a warrior. Um, this uh, this this is a good ball club right here, and yeah, he's uh, a competitor playing well. You know, well, coaching staff's doing a good job, so um, this this will be a good game, uh, and I think that uh, I think it's going to toggle back and forth. I think going to I think they'll lay the two and a half and take the three. Yeah, again, I, I, I you've said it, bet got was three bet the two and a half. Yeah. I, I think Tampa's much better. I, yeah. I think that's it's as simple as that, and they're yeah. at home and and. I think this Tampa team matches up well with New Orleans. It's not mm-hmm. the same as when John Payton was still down there and he owned Tampa Bay's soul, even except except for the one game that mattered in the 2020 season. But 
yeah, I like the Bucks in this one uh, to wrap up the division. And uh, you know what? If it's them against Dallas for the second consecutive year in that wild card weekend, of course, Dallas smoked them last year. Mm-hmm. Would not be shocked if the result is opposite this I year. I would not either. Uh, if, if that ends up being the case. All right, Niners in Washington next. Niners 13 and a half, total 49 and a half. So Jacoby Brissett was named the starter earlier this week, but he pulled a hammy yesterday. Pulled a hammy. Yeah. So we don't know who's playing quarterback right now yeah, for Washington. I don't think it's going to be Brissett. If it ends up being Sam Howell, I will be very, I don't care that it's a team on the road. I don't care that they're on a short week. I don't care. After watching Sam Howell last week be unable to complete a pass <laughs> until he was benched against the Jets, I don't know how Washington's moving the ball in this game against that defense that has to be ticked off after what happened to him on Monday. Short of 14, even on the road, I actually could still be willing to lay the Niners, as wild as that may seem. Well, if that, it's how. Key is if it's yeah, how. Well, with how, yeah. I can tell you that my numbers and a nod to our, that old show that we were on, yeah. called Diminishing Returns. Sure. Well, my numbers come to 18 and a oh. half. <laughs> Now, that's a little high for a road team. But I'm kind of with you, Jeff. Uh, I think anything shy of 14 with Howell, with the Niners coming off a loss like that, I I just, I I don't know that I could bet Washington. I don't know, you know, unless I was getting like about 17, something like that. If the Bills were at 14, trust me, this game this game's got more of a chance to go through 14 than the Bills game. Well, I, again, if it's Hal. And, and it's a road team. Yeah, if it's Hal, I, I think this thing's definitely going through 14 If the morning on the morning of the game. Uh, again, it's the Niners off losing. The Niners also the, far and away the worst game they played all year oh, on yeah. Monday night. And Washington, I mean. Ravens had something to do with that. Sure, and credit to Baltimore, of course. But. Yeah. Sam Howe, we saw the difference the last two weeks now with Sam Howe to Brissett. <laughs> if Brissett started the majority of the season, Washington's in this mix. They're in the mix yeah. to be in the playoffs. And and this is coming from me where I thought Howe was totally fine. But whatever happened to him the last month, he's gone from totally passable starter to, wow, this guy is dreadful. And it happened in a, in a second, yeah. basically. And I've always liked Brissett. He's yeah. a good Yep. Excellent, backup. backup Excellent backup. Excellent yeah. backup. Yeah. Let's uh let's go to the uh, Pacific Northwest. Seattle and Pittsburgh. Mason Rudolph did save Christmas. Can he save New Year's Eve now for the Steelers? Three and a half the number. Seahawks at home favorite. Total 41. Seattle wins out. Seattle's in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They will get there at 10 and 7 if they win out. Uh Chris, I think this number's right. I, I know it, it, some may think it's light on on Seattle here, yeah. but I, Pittsburgh's made no sense all year. They've made absolutely no sense whatsoever. Sean's on the – Sean, are you on the Steelers? Sean's on the Steelers, so probably it is bet the Seahawks then, actually. Ooh. Uh, Sean, Ouch. our guy Sean has is a Steelers fan, Yeah, but he's gotten every game on the Steelers every wrong. Every game wrong? Week. So I made the number four. Okay. So I mean, it's you know I wouldn't go crazy betting either side here, but I think it, the number's a little light. You know, listen, I, I kind of joked about it. Was the was a was the answer to the Steeler problem sitting on the bench the last two years? I, I don't think so. I like Mason Rudolph. I thought played really well. 
The kid has a great arm. And when they drafted him in the third round a couple of years back, I was happy as could be because I thought he definitely had that potential to be an NFL starting quarterback and a, and a pretty good one. Since then, his mobility really hurts him. But, man, he's got a hell of an arm. I, I don't know that he could do this two weeks in a row. I, you know, I, just, I think the number is just a shade light. I made the number four. So, I mean, again, would I go crazy over it? No, not at all. But I, I think the number is a shade on the low side. It is, again, Vinny, this is, again, Steelers are in the mix. Steelers went out. They're probably getting in because they do pretty well in these tiebreakers in the AFC side. Right. I, I, again, it's just when you, I, this Steeler team has, of a lot of teams in the NFL haven't made sense this year. The Steelers, I think, have been the epitome of not making any sense this year. Steelers lost to the Cardinals. And the, hmm. and and the Patriots yeah. at home, yeah, and they beat Baltimore um, at home, and they beat and Baltimore and and Cleveland, yeah. Um, I think this is a game people are really trying to figure out. It's one game that hasn't moved, right? I think yeah. it's right where we open. I don't think we moved three and a half right. or the total. So I think it's kind of a what 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 do we do with this game? You know, um, it, will it get action? Absolutely, and you have both teams. I think. People are trying to figure out both of these teams, right? I mean, they're both at, at eight and seven. They're both trying to to get in, in control of their destiny. So it is an important game. But I, I think, I think we'll see some uh, some activity starting tonight. I mean, it's certainly going to you know here we are Friday of uh, New Year's weekend, week seventeen in the NFL. So we'll see some here. I, uh, again, I think Chris hit on a, on a key point. You know, can, can Rudolph come come out and do the same thing? You know, in back to back weeks, and now go into a a very hostile environment. Uh, this is this is as good of a home field as there is in the league. So, uh, you know what? If if Rudolph can get it done, then then they deserve it. Let's go Kansas City and Cincinnati next. Uh, reality struck for Jake Browning finally last week. Uh, disaster for the Bengals who. Again, they're still alive. Mm -hmm. They're still alive. They they're going to be underdogs. They're obviously underdogs this week. I would imagine they'll be home dogs against Cleveland if the Browns have anything to play right. for next week. If the Browns don't have anything to play for, then things can get a little bit convoluted, mm -hmm. as we uh, as we know for Week 18. Chris, you're at seven. The market's at six and a half right now. You open this eight. On the Kansas City th side of things, that's where the bigger questions are. I don't think it's any more of, hey, are they going to turn it on? Because I think the answer to that is no. They can't. I, I just, I, I I think, they just can. think they're not capable <laughs> of turning it on this year with the roster that they have. I think you're right. And as a matter of fact, as soon as I go back to that office, we're going to six and a half. Yeah. So if anybody's out there listening, you want to go get the seven, you better do it in the next 10 minutes. Because as soon as I get back there, I'm going to six and a half. I think, I think the Bengals are the right side here. My numbers came to five and a half in this game. Do not like the way the Chiefs are playing. Bengals are really hard to figure, even you know with Browning and all that. And all, uh, although he did have a great statement this year, this week. Did you hear it? What do you think of UFOs? He says, man, I'm still trying to figure out what's going on on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like this line. guy. Yeah, I, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. So I don't know. I kind of like I like Cincinnati in this game. Seven to me would be a take. And like I said, if you're going to take it, you better hustle because ten minutes from now it won't be seven anymore. Chiefs have a lot to figure out offensively. I mean, their defense really ha has not played bad. I mean, uh, it's actually carried them and kept them close. Their offense is has 
multiple issues, and certainly we we know about the the wide receiver issues, um, but the offensive line is 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 got is got problems. So, I mean, I, I have to tell you, Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes might run like a a a five k every every game, just just trying to keep plays alive. alive. Uh, a ten k maybe, uh, but so. Uh, until they sort things out, which I you you would have figured, particularly with Andy Reid, that they would have they would have made some adjustments and, and gotten it uh, and gotten it right uh, because he's you know, certainly one of the best, maybe the best that there is, uh, and, and you've got Mahomes that's able to do that. But I think it just speaks to the deficiencies that they've got offensively. That uh, that really complicate that. So um, yeah, I think uh, they they took eight, they took seven and a half. They're they're taking seven, and as Chrissy mentioned, uh, if you want that touchdown, step up or get on your gotta app. get it, get, get gotta get your, it now. Better get on your app or forever hold your peace. Yeah, I gotta tell you, you know, Vinny, I think you, you make a good point, but I'm not sure Andy Reid has the pieces. Well, that's just uh, yeah. I that speaks to exactly like, what's I, what's there. Yeah, th- th- I, you know, you can't uh, you can't manufacture uh, what what you know you can't you can't fall. Yeah. Oh, no, there, there's clearly a few things going on that we just don't know about. For one, two, you mentioned it. They just don't have the pieces. Three, as Ryan McCormick probably will back me up here. I don't think it's a coincidence that this offense fell apart when when Matt Nagy became the offensive coordinator and play caller. Oh, instead of Eric Bieniemy? Yeah, I don't think that's a coincidence. I would not think that's a coincidence either. And it, and it probably is more to do with Fair Nagy's point. ineptitude more so than Bieniemy's potential brilliance, too. So, uh, hey, Ryan nodding in his head in agreement, the uh, the resident Bear fan. All right, let's go to the Chargers and the Broncos here. Jared Stidham against Easton Stick with the playoffs still on the line potentially for Denver, as we yeah, all expected. The quarterback matchup of the day. So it's three and a half, Chris, 37. All I was, my initial thoughts when Ross got benched was, okay, Sean Payton has clearly been waiting to do this for two months. Mm-hmm. And they just happened to go on a winning streak, and he couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Now that they lose two straight, he finally was able to do it and get ownership and George Payton, the GM, behind it. My first thought was, okay, Denver's going to roll. Because Peyton's going to put together the perfect game plan for Stidham and the Chargers played as well as they possibly could have played last week and they probably aren't capable of back-to-back big-time efforts. But as the, the, the last two days have gone along, which is how this move has gotten crushed by everyone, and now I just wonder, in that Denver locker room, if there's actually some sympathy for Russ with how this has gone down, and it actually works against what my initial thoughts were here. I still like the Broncos more so because I think the Chargers, that was their big effort last week. Yeah. And they're probably going to get blown out in the last two games after the big effort against Buffalo. Uh, but I, I am concerned about how this looks now with the way this has gone the last 48 hours since the benching of Ross was announced. I, I don't have an opinion on this game, but I would mention this. These players are union members. Sure. And as a member of the union... They are going to fight. The union is going to fight them essentially screwing Russell Wilson. Okay. They will fight. And these guys are all members of the union. And they got to figure that maybe Russ wasn't the most popular guy. You know, he's 
shows up in a tuxedo and you know does some things that would alienate some guys but he still got screwed by either Peyton or ownership or somebody and i i think at some point that that ain't going to set right with these guys you know they they are not going to like that how that uh, how that affects him on the field to play on sunday i don't know but i personally would stay away from this game i think it's a really hard game to handicap well you know the the number tells you i mean it's it's down two points off the opener right and you know i mean both of these teams are 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 playing are playing backups um i think it goes beyond this year this, this is this is a decision by Sean Payton that's going to impact this team not only for this game and, and the last game of the season for the draft i mean this is him saying you know what i'm in charge and I'm just going to do what 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 I want to do, and you know, the hell with everything else. I mean, I I, I mean, really, that clearly, well, that's what you you're paying Russell Wilson all that money, and they haven't been in sync the entire the entire season. No, I, I think it's and, been pretty and, clear he didn't. And then he like came in with the, with he, he came in with you know the whole you know last year being the worst uh, coaching job that he's ever seen. Things like he threw you know he threw a, a for. Basically, a fraternity member sure. under the bus, whether you think it or not, you don't go do that publicly. So, I, I'm not so sure that, and I, I get it; it's not a popularity contest, particularly when you're the head coach. Uh, but I tell you what, at some point, you know, first of all, look in the mirror at where you where you where you sit now that, at seven and eight, and the other thing is the what you're doing has ramifications not only for the rest of this year, but going into the off season and into next year. Already, I mean, this is almost like a, a strip down and, and start over again. Has a feel to that, but how are you going to do that with that kind of contract sitting out there? Well, look, they're going to eat the dead money. It's a lot of that's a lot of money. They're they're going to do it. They're going to do I, it. I mean, I mean clearly, yeah. It, it's it's obvious they're going to do it. It's just a matter of now. I, again, they, I'm a little surprised. And it's not like they have a lot. Excuse me. For, they it's not like they had a lot of draft capital to to, to oh, on top are, of well, it. That's why I'm a little. Surprised. So that's what's I'm, that's, that's what's even little, makes it even worse. That's why I'm surprised they did this. I, yeah. I understand the injury guarantee stuff, but I'm a little surprised that they did do this because there is at least there are at least a few front offices that may have been willing to yeah. take on Russell Wilson's contract. Good point, Jeff. With the right trade package going the other way, and mm -hmm. you may not have been able to get it. You might have actually even been able to get a little bit back if you did the right trade sure. package. Eat yeah. some of, your, of the eat, salary. Eat yourself. some of the salary. Yeah. Give a Give 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 a second round pick up. You like you could have done this. Now yeah. you're basically in the we're gonna have to eat the cap. Yeah. And now we're gonna have to go out and find a new court where I would imagine that they're gonna be in the Kirk Cousins running. It just makes too much sense. But boy, I, I'm a little shocked at how this went down. Uh this late in the year with Denver still alive. Now, if they had lost this game with Russ this week and were eliminated in seven nine and did what the Raiders did with Carr last year. All right, that makes a little more sense. I understand that. But it's still still a little surprising how this went down. Yep. All right, last one before we get out of here. Green Bay, Minnesota. It's pretty good. We end this with a pick, Chris. Jaron Hall will get the start for the Vikings. So Nick Mullins yeah. gets benched after throwing for 400 yards. And quite frankly, I think it's the right move by Kevin O'Connell. Do you really? I, I Chris, if Mullins was even half capable, they win <laughs> both of the last two games. Yeah. Uh, and look, I I understand why he's going to Hall and not Dobbs, 
the Josh Dobbs stuff had run its course, and he, we always knew what Josh Dobbs was. Sure. He was a backup third-string quarterback who got hot for a month and come crashing back to earth. I have no idea what Jaron Hall is. No clue. We only saw him for one drive before he got concussed against Atlanta. Green Bay's defense was dreadful last week, even though they won and the against week Carolina uh, and the week before. They, yeah, the both week. of these teams are still alive. Winner this game is probably going to have a good chance to make the playoffs. Loser's done. No. <laughs> still angry about that one. Uh, loser's done, Chris. Pick Green Bay at Minnesota Sunday night. I, I don't know anything about this Jaron Hall guy. <laughs> he was good at BYU. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> So was uh, so, so was Zach Wilson. So was Zach Wilson. Oh, thanks guys. Thanks guys. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I made the number two before the change, which is pretty much what it was. Um, I don't know. Good lord, this is the Sunday night game. Uh, I wonder what's on Turner Classic Movies that Sunday night. Well, you can watch. Uh, you can watch uh, Dick Clark's uh, Rockin' New Year's Eve with Ryan Seacrest hosting it, right? I can hardly wait. <laughs> no. We'll be watching the Packers Vikings. <laughs> I'm sure I'll need something on this game. Uh, Vinny, uh, just uh, again, total also hasn't really moved at all, even with the Hall down replacement. About, down about a yeah, down point. down a point and a half. So we moved it quick. Yeah, you, know. you moved you moved it was 46 and a half, and then four, has been 44 yeah. since Hall got named. This there's another. You know, we talked about the the bowl games outside of the you know the uh, the, the two semifinals with quick movement some of these games you have to move quickly too and chris hit on you know uh some of them earlier you know you, you're going from you know 12 to 13 uh, 13 to 14 even with some of these lower numbers you you just have to you, you've got to look at the teams you let you have to look at what's happening and who's in and who's out and what the what the vibe is and and, and really you know what you're not moving on air but when the money shows you're you're moving it a little a little bit quicker and a little bit more aggressively uh, just to try to find that that buyback threshold, and this is one of them, I think. I mean, this this yeah, thing yeah. I mean, game down two points. Well, sometimes you're moving on information. Yeah, that too. Yeah, one hundred percent. All right, those are all the games. No Monday night game. No Monday night game no this Monday week game. because of the college football playoff right. takes center stage on New Year's Day. Uh, there are no more. There's only one Monday night football game left, and that's that wild card weekend game, which will. Right. Uh, Probably be Tampa and Dallas for the second consecutive yeah. year. Uh, in all honesty, unless a flat. Well, you know what? Cleveland gets the five in the AFC. We might get Flacco Mania at the AFC South champion on that Monday night. You might uh, to uh, kick off the NFL playoffs. All right, Chris, Vinny, have enjoy your New Year. Happy Let's just say we'll be plenty busy on. Monday. Oh, I think you'll be very busy yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. over the next few days. Uh, bowl games the next two t today tonight the big one in uh dallas championships on monday championships monday wow. bowl games tomorrow nfl sunday pretty good pretty good to uh end 2023 and, yeah. and bring in 2024 for vinnie maliula for chris this is our last show of the year last well last one for you guys we, uh, we still have two more sports oh, books okay. this year alex white and i are back tomorrow morning at eight in the morning god bless yeah we'll be there 9 a.m on sunday as well sean ryan jerry good work and good work from afar as well I'm Jeff Parles. We're back tomorrow, 8 a.m. Myself and Alex White get you ready for a Saturday in college hoops and college football as well here on Sports by the Book.